What is truth? Truth is reality. It can be confirmed by evidence. It is verifiable. And we seek to find it. Welcome to Euphonaut Radio. Euphonaut Radio is a show that takes you on a truth journey outside the matrix to examine the worlds of ufology, the paranormal, and new science. Open your mind as we search for the truth that most are afraid to discuss. This is Euphonaut Radio with Jesse Randolph, only on PSN Radio. Euphonaut Radio, Monday night. Where else would you want to be? Yes, we're live. Why wouldn't we be? Okay, we weren't live last week, but we're here. We're live. And it is a rainy, cold, winter night here in Portland, Oregon. I'm in the bunker. This is Jesse Randolph, your host. And to the left of me, no, actually to the right, if you're looking at the map, my counterpart, my producer, the man who owns the building, okay, pays the lease, the angel of ufology, Mr. Angel Espino. How you doing, Angel? Present and accounted for, sir. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. You know, uh, last week's show was really fun. We talked about ghosts and... Well, uh, we weren't on last week. What do you mean, last week's show? I apologize. Last show. Last <laughs> show. You know, you know, it's hard for people sometimes because uh, this is the sea of madness, you know, and live radio is so great, but sometimes a lot of listeners are missing the show, and I hope they're here tonight. Uh, there were some technical issues. Then there was a uh, death in the family issue on my end, which I had to deal with for about a week. And if you've dealt with that kind of situation, you know mm-hmm. that the last thing you feel like doing is talking to euphonauts and uh, other frustrating topics that might get you crazy. You know, yeah, you when just you, when you lose somebody, it completely like it really opens up the uh, the. Uh, eyes so to speak on what really is important and what's not and uh, you know talking about aliens really become it becomes second in you know importance or third importance in your life you know when you lose somebody that fresh so condolences to you and uh for your loss man well thank you yeah it, it, unless they can bring them back you really don't want to deal with aliens that week at least the yeah, first yeah. week in fact but if they uh, could bring that per, you know bring this uh individual back then hey well sure come on aliens, then, come on, aliens. But you know what? I'm sure we can find plenty of guests that would tell us that that is remotely possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, lots to talk about tonight. You know, the subject is morphing as we speak. Every day, it's morphing, Angel. It's not what it was 10 years ago. Definitely isn't what it was 20 years ago. But what is it? How do we define ufology in this day and age, in 2017, with this president that you helped elect? Okay, what what are we what are we really looking at here? People are very very hmm. paranoid. And on the wire today, I saw a lot of people in our chat room. By the way, if you want to join that chat room, Angel can tell you how to do that. I can't, but it sure is fun during the day because mm-hmm. people be typing messages to each other via in Skype, which I use for my work. So, as a nice break, change of pace, I can flip over, see the PSN chat. And get a little message or, or say something rude to somebody or call out a faker or whatnot, you know, things that I do. And then I can go back to work. So how do people get in on that? 
Very simple. Go to psn-radio.com, and uh, when you go to the Listen and Chat Live page, you're going to notice a Skype chat icon. Click on that. It's going to take you directly to Skype. Uh, and actually, if you right-click and copy the link itself, that link, you can drop it into your Skype, and it'll take you into the chat room from there. So you can either just click on it or copy the link, whichever way you want to do it. Uh, the great thing about it is it, uh, it can be used on your phone, your mobile devices, tablets, your computer, PC, desktop, Mac, doesn't matter. Works everywhere. In fact, it's funny, just we had a chat, which was an XAT chat for a very long time on the website. And for the most part, people wouldn't really, you know, spend time in there. It was kind of hard to get people to, to stay there or to even show up during the shows. We had a lot, like, we would have a few hundred people listening on the stream, two people in the chat. And we were like, what the hell? You know, where are these people? And as soon as we uh, got rid of that and put this in there, it, for some reason, it's always, you know, populated and people are in there having a good time, like you said, during the day and evening. Now there's people in there talking about the show. And, you know, we, the hosts, go on there, you know, we you know, talk to the uh, to the fans and or the listeners and uh, spend time going back and forth with you guys. So it's it's very cool to to see that at least that one is working and we're all being able to like commingle and interact with each other, which is uh, always the uh, the the reason why you want to have a chat in there. And the great thing about it is, like you said, it's everywhere: mobile device, tablets. You know, you can use it, flip right over on your phone, and just go on there for a couple minutes and see what everybody's talking about. And it's very easy, user friendly. So, I like yeah. It. I like it, too, because it's always on. So yep. uh, the other night, I don't know what time it was. It was some strange hour, of course. It was like maybe 4 in the morning or something. And and sure enough, Rich G was on. And I needed somebody to talk to, a friend, and he was a friend. And he, uh, we had a nice chat, and it was terrific. But it it was because of the PSN radio chat. So check it out. Okay, there's a lot going on, as we said. What is the state of affairs in ufology? I started Rich, uh, I was listening to Dolan's show tonight, Richard Dolan. He does a podcast, uh, weekly. Um, I don't know if it's always Mondays. So it doesn't matter. The point is, is he, that. He's what, uh, he's on Inception, isn't he? Yeah. Is he? No, no, I don't think so. Yeah. He might be on KGRA. Uh, he's I think he's on KGRA. Ones, yeah. Revolution or something like that. Either way. It's he's not a fantastic. Fault, he's, he's a good guy, yeah. He's a good guy. He should be on PSN. No, no, he's right. more of a, a straight lacer. He's more of a very politically correct kind of guy. We need guys like that. He's your, you know, educator, right? He's definitely in the upper echelon of intelligence scale for this correct. field. But yep. keep in mind, we've got some pretty intelligent people in this field. In fact, recently, I was pretty appalled, I have to say, at Bob Wood because Rob... Rob Wood, uh, mm, really? Bob, if you if you're familiar, is uh, ex Hughes guy. I mean, this guy is is the real deal, Bob Wood. And this is Bob and his son who have done the crash retrieval conference for years. They also did extensive study on the NJ12 papers. Okay, and to this day, I believe they're still looking into it. But the point is, is that this new uh, guy on the block who apparently worked at Hughes Aircraft as well, uh, this guy Tompkins, right, um, that everybody's been kind of bopping about and talking about. Um, if you listen to his story, and, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, you can see the either the Kerry Cassidy interview that I've seen. Uh, his name is Bill Tompkins, I believe. Yeah, and he's been on the scene for a while now, I think a couple of years at least. Um, I've heard some interviews with, uh, let's see, 
that he did with uh, Michael Schratt, who you know, Angel. Definitely, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is a guy who mm-hmm. worked at um, TRW for years, and he is a heavyweight aerospace guy, top designer, okay, M- mega brain. Comes out and writes a book. I don't have the book on the tip of my tongue. doesn't matter. Go ahead and Google him. Go listen to an interview. And this is the problem with ufology right now. To a T. Because he is spewing the same kind of nonsense that Corey Good and the other SSPers and the David Wilcoxers, right, are spewing. Which is basically science fiction. And it's backed up with 100% of zero proof. Okay, if that makes sense to you. There's nothing behind it. And the most obnoxious part, I mean, even when you've got a guy like Steve Greer who thinks that you're nonsense, you're in trouble. But the most hmm. obnoxious part no, on kidding. where this has gone, <laughs> right? Am I right? Yeah, um, <laughs> the most obnoxious part of where this has gone uh, when you got a guy like Tompkins coming out is that they latch onto it and go, see, there's a guy who – has some sort of background. He wasn't just some uh, musician or he wasn't just some IT guy, which I, I think Corey and David were. Um, the point being is that, again, there is zero proof behind any of these stories, and we're running into this really heavy-duty problem with science fiction has just taken over ufology to such a degree that it's just mainstream now to be able to create these Crazy stories. You know what it feels like, Jesse? It feels like uh, since we're never going to get disclosure the way we want to get disclosure, uh, there's certain people that are like, you know what, screw it. We're going to like invent disclosure and just, this is what it is, believe it or not. And they're just, you know, spewing whatever comes to their mind. And, uh, and they're doing it because there's a lot of money to be made from folks who believe what these guys are selling. Well, and that's a big problem, too, is that, the, you know, David Wilcox uh, will be the first one to tell you, hey, I don't, I don't make very much money at all, but as a self-promoter, That's I've a never lie. heard. That is a first, lie. I have trouble believing that as well. Um, but number two, this guy is the most self-interested guy when you listen to him. I mean, it's all about me, 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 and I was the first to blank, blank, blank. I mean, it, it gets a little nauseating after a while. Now, as far as promoting him, if you want to be entertained, I do find a lot of the stories entertaining, and I'll give you one today that I heard. And this is great stuff. I, in fact, I got to get better with the clips. I got to actually prepare for a show. That'd be good, huh? Um, that would be great. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. It'll be a first uh, on the network. I'll say that much. Here we got to get a rim shot. And, and I said, I said on the network too, not just on the show, on the network, guys. Well, Wilcox will always be like this. Uh, well, you know, uh, I have an insider. Okay, all, all of a sudden, uh, of course, the insider is a uh, a, a valid, um, r- trusted source right off the bat. Well, an insider, uh, right. a valuable <laughs> insider of David's, told him that the way that the underground bases work for people who have to work there is that they're given injections where they actually can't go topside or they'll die. Now, from a science fiction perspective, that is kick-ass. So if you want to be entertained, that's good shit. I'm a sci-fi guy. That's good shit. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff you smoke a blunt to and you just go and like, listen to this craziness. And you're like, yeah, man, that's, 
That's well, killer. I want to see it. I want that movie made. I want I want underground installation facility movie made where they can't go topside or they die. That's a great way to keep them down there. Okay. Of course, where's the proof on that statement? Don't need proof because it's coming from a one of David's trusted insiders. And that's the enti- that's just a, an analogy. That's an example. I'm sorry. It's not an analogy. He just he, he talks about it. I heard it tonight. This is the problem. Corey Good, who is this guy? You sit down and listen to him, he's like he thinks he's Jesus Christ sometimes. It's really silly. Well, that's, and, here's the thing that a lot of these guys have that Jesus complex where they think they're a Messiah figure. I mean, even, uh, Wilcox, in a sense, he thinks he's the reincarnation of, uh, Edgar Casey and that he is going to lead us into, like, a Messiah figure to the next, you know, enlightenment. I mean, all these guys have the kind of Messiah wannabe complex and that's why they sell it as a cult and, and then be the cult leader, the Messiah leader. Yeah, and they spin and they yep. spin and they turn and they pivot. And they create new narratives, mm-hmm. and things don't happen, but they spin those. Right. This didn't happen because of this, and that's because he didn't do what he was going to do, so now it's different. Right. And you're not following anything I'm saying, but you're still with me. Yes, yeah. I am. Yeah. I'm like Dustin Hoffman and Tissy, right? <laughs> yeah. No, Dr. Brewster, <laughs> I'm not. No, I'm not. No, it's not going to happen to disclosure. It's a no, horrible. it's not. That's horrible. That's, a, that's terrible, right? My girl, the only person who likes that is my fiance. She loves it. She asked me to do it. I swear, it's one of her favorite movies. So, got to do it. Um, anyway, I, I I'm not getting off on a tangent. This is going to be a common theme for this show moving forward. If you don't like that kind of black coffee, then the show may not be for you. Sure, we have guests, and we like to have fun. And we love sci-fi, but we don't want to blur the lines, man. Or well, what's the point? Why don't we just go to Comic-Con? Why? Why talk to scientists? I'm on board with that. Let's go to Comic-Con. What? Well, we can't afford to because we're in ufology. That's true. Yeah, that's, there's the problem that, right there. Unless that. you're selling new agey stuff like David Wilcox. And right. Then well, you can I afford feel- all these conventions. <laughs> And yeah, I guess when I used to hang out with Tim, he'd get me into the conventions and he'd be like, hey, you want a ticket to David Icke or something? I'd be like, well, shit, yeah, I want to see what this guy's all about. Now, here's but, a guy, David yeah. Icke, that's a, that's a guy who's made a killing with his, killing. With his BS. I mean, he's made millions. Yeah, and here's guys. here's a great thing. Here's the great thing about David Icke. Um, number one, I sat through, I think I told you on the show a few times, I sat through maybe four hours of this guy. He talks forever. Okay, and everything he says, it's kind of this very sarcastic, uh, look at this, you dummies, wake up, right? How could you not even see this? It's right in your face, and look at this, and look at your dollar bill, and, uh, you know, all this very zany stuff, and the moon is not a, is not a uh, uh, natural structure, it's artificial, it's hollow, it's actually a satellite, and things of that nature. And 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 the bl- and the blood drinking, the shape shifting, that to everyone's knowledge, and I've done how many interviews? You've done how many interviews? Hundreds. I have yep. never had one iota, including David Icke, who I have not interviewed, but I have listened to hours of this man. I have never seen or heard of anyone 
who's had any sort of proof except a woman who called my show from a mental hospital. And that is true. So where do you go from there? I mean, you have years of talking to people about this stuff. And then you have Ike going, well, the royal family's involved with blood drinking. He goes, every other president that gets elected, he claims, is a lizard. This is a problem. Okay, is it entertaining? Absolutely. And with Ike, the thing is, is that he really has some very astute knowledge of what David uh, Wilcox likes to call the cabal. Such a great, great word, isn't it? It's so much fun to say to the cabal. Just sounds so much better than the Illuminati, which was, I guess, uh, that sort of passe now. It's a sexy word. Cabal. Cabal is so sexy. Like I said, don't get me wrong. If you want to be entertained, Wilcox is great. Although, after a couple of videos, you got to shtick. Okay, yeah, so pretty much. Then it becomes nauseating with the I did this and I did that. And then he sort of pushes Corey out in front and says, like, you know, say something. And, and he'll be like, well, I met with the Blue Avians the other day. And uh, <laughs> they're like, they kind of look like. Uh, they smell very bad, and uh, you know what? Well, this hour, well, he reminds me of, and 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 it's funny you you say the blue aliens. Uh, <laughs> David Wilcox really is like uh, he reminds me of UFO Phil, but like a real guy trying to like be that person because UFO Phil's a shtick, it's a character, you know, it's a comedy. But like David Wilcox really is UFO Phil. You're making me laugh. I'm gonna spit my water. Do do some UFO Phil. That'd be that'd be good. What does it sound like? Well, you know who UFO Phil is. Are you talking about like from Groundhog Day? The guy goes Fail! no, 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 no. UFO Phil, uh, man, I can't believe you don't know who UFO Phil is. He's a, a character uh, actor. Actually, he's a friend of mine, Eric Hoffman. He's a buddy of mine on, on Facebook, and I've talked to him several times. Interviewed okay. him a bunch of times. Really, 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 really hysterical guy. He's a comedian. He plays different characters. He created a character called UFO Phil to call into Coast to Coast AM with George Norrie and Art and. And he would call in, playing the character of this like really crazy UFO guy who lives in the mountains, and uh, he sees blue aliens and red aliens, and the blue aliens are are the bad aliens, and it, like he really has to like follow the shtick for like as long as he, and he still does the character. I mean, he actually spent two years in a row um, where we interviewed him on uh, Inside the Jackal's Head as the main guest on my birthday. And he and we the whole stick was that he's my best friend, UFO Phil and and he was spending uh, the birthday uh with me on uh, on PSN radio. We did that for two years in a row. And this is a guy who actually became really famous and I'm talking about like really, really famous because of Coast to Coast AM and uh, doing the character there and it blew up. He has a, a movie that he made, the UFO Phil movie, which is online. You can watch it for free now. Uh, really, really, like I'm saying, funny, funny dude. And uh, he's done, now he's like working in other characters and doing movies and other things, but, uh, yeah. that character is what kind of blew him up. But the, the way that he, was that character the way that he wrote that character of UFO Phil? That's what like a lot of these cats are like, like David Wilcox and all these people. Like when you listen to like what they say in interviews or they say in these lectures, you're like, that's what UFO Phil was doing. He was like basically mocking this asshole. <laughs> well, and also, it, but it goes deeper. And so, without the uh, the surface level silliness to it, okay, yeah. But then let's get deeper to why people buy into this racket. And, I, and, it, and it really gets uh, – you have to go to psychology. So, for instance, 
if you and I sat down to do a whiteboard session, and I've been a part of many of them, and I'm sure a lot of people on the on on the air here as well listening, um, you know, people brainstorm. You put down things. So if we were doing a brainstorm session, a whiteboard session, and we were saying, and we're David Wilcox and Corey Good, I was like, well, we need to come up with something here to get more listenership and to sell more product. In fact, we need some good stories because there isn't any good ones, uh, at least real ones. Um, so what you, what I would do is I'd say, well, let's list all the qualities or things that pe- people really want to see happen in ufology. And that's what we would do. We would come up with things like, you know, well, obviously they want disclosure. Well, guess what? That's the top of the list of the items that they discuss, isn't it? Right? Um, what else would they yep. want? Well, they they want contact. They, they want to be assimilated, so meaning we, ufology folks, fans and alike, um, even the ones that won't, don't want to admit it, they want to be assimilated into the Galactic Federation. Okay, why? Because that's not fair, and we're missing lots of cool shit. So it makes sense, and so they'll put. We that all want to be in Star Trek, basically. Yeah, it? exactly. We want to <laughs> zoom around. We want a Mars jump room and all that shit. I don't want, you know, my my electricity bill went up twenty dollars. I want to, and then I'm listening to shows about that. I'm listening to shows about the uh, the bases on the moon and Mars and all these things. I'm missing out on because. Uh, David Wilcox is going to tell me what's really going on that I'm missing out on, right? But the the psychology, this whiteboard session continues. And as you can see, you can start to draft the way you write, the way Mm -hmm. that you script a, I want to say a shtick, because that's what, uh, to me, it is. And I've watched a ton of this stuff, folks. So I'm not doing it because I'm jealous or I'm trying to bag it. I find it incredibly entertaining. And ask my fiance because she'll be like, where is he? It's 4 o'clock in the morning, and I'm watching some silly vlog from Corey Good about how they put him in the hospital with heart palpitations a couple weeks ago. And people are writing in left and right, you know, that like this guy's the uh, the Messiah, man. And he, he he's uh, he's risking his life for us. You know, but so now uh, it's dangerous, right? So there's the danger element. Because ufologists like that. They like cloak and dagger. They like spy versus spy, right? Mm-hmm. They like Bourne. So now, now Corey Good and David Wilcox, they're like Bourne. They're like Jason yeah. Bourne's, right? They're outlaws, baby. And I, I dig it. I, I dig the <laughs> shtick. But, but the problem is, is that it really creates just a bad brown spot on the subject. And so it's kind of a bummer. And here's oh, well. the, here's the, the dirty little secret is that Real ufology can be quite dry and quite boring, and that's why you don't have ufology shows like the ghost shows, right? You got all these ghost shows, and they do all this silliness, and everybody gets scared, but they always see shit, and they have all these different gadgetry now. You can't do that with saucers. You can try, but they've tried it a few times, and uh, Bill Burns was the guy who, who actually did it successfully, but everybody else, it seems as though they failed, don't you think? Pretty much. I mean, look, Bill Burns, I think the only reason that his worked is because of the way that uh, he tried to make it as credible as possible. And, uh, you know, it, they went around and did the research properly, but they didn't have the Messiah figure type. And I think that's why it worked a little bit better. But, again, it, it becomes uh, obvious, you know, who are the fakers when you start looking at these uh, groups uh, and the fact that they all have that guy, like that, that leader, Messiah yeah. type of guy. Yeah, but when did when did the bar go to zero for for evidence? 
When oh, did that's... it just go to absolute zero where guys like uh, Clary and these guys who were big shot guys, big oh, actually, I, that were I can, they I can all bail. I can answer that easily. Uh, the it. moment the moment that the Eric Van Danikins and Billy Myers of the world started making money selling their bullshit lies. That's when the bar went to zero. Because then all these other charlatans came aboard and they're like, oh, you know what? Look how much money they're making. So hold on. Tukalos is responsible for the bar going to zero? No, not Tukalos. Tukalos is just, uh, he's, uh, what, what do you call it, the, uh, the American liaison. For, well, yeah, uh, but that's spewing. He's spewing Van Daniken. Yeah, but it's Van Daniken's original work. Uh, and look, David Icke became famous what in the early eighties, which uh, you know, talking about the uh, reptilians. Which ironically enough, when he became famous, there was a TV show called The V on TV dealing about it was reptilians. A great show. It was yeah, a fantastic so show. oh no, talk, well, trust me, he refused. He refers to it plenty in his lecture. Of course, and he's and got it, slides. And... It's no shocking secret that this show was on the air at the same time he started talking about reptilians. Uh, you know, this is where he gets this shtick. And a lot of these guys, you know, get their shtick from either Hollywood or from previous uh, work somebody else put out and they just intermingle it with their own, you know, BS and then they create their whole narrative, you know, in the sell it to yeah, the public. Yeah, and they're almost very is. similar, to parlay off that, they're almost very similar John Edwards types folks because, yep, for yep, instance, yep. I, I'll say a sentence. I won't even say that. I'll say a line that David Wilcox said in a lecture I heard while I was doing the dishes tonight, okay? Uh, let's see. Um, oh, I don't remember the line exactly, of course, but it was basically telling you that the entire history of Satan was involved in the Sympathy for the Devil song by the Rolling Stones and that Britney Spears – the reason that she um, had a breakdown was because she actually malfunctioned because she's a uh, psyop or she's a uh, super soldier. Right. Okay? Venturing candidate type, whatever you want to call it this month, that that whole ridiculousness that we've <laughs> heard tons of. Okay. Um, again, zero proof. Bar goes to zero. People say, oh, Bob Lazar, there was no proof. Well, you got you got mountains of proof over what we're talking about here. Okay, and I'll, I always refer back to Lazar because yeah, it's a weird case, but it there's something there's, there's more evidence. Like, oh, yeah, you start turning right and left with that case. Wow, and and, and again, we're talking about Britney Spears here. Like, who gives a crap about Britney Spears and Madonna? Is, like, well, exactly, and Madonna, and, and and he starts going off about how these people are all intertwined, and it's such a crock. And the thing is, he's so good at it that he'll just keep spinning it, and he does interviews all the time, so he's got it down. Just like Edwards. Okay, Edwards does positive things for people, but that guy's a master charlatan. Come on, let's get serious here. Okay? Every time he speaks to the dead, they're saying they're they're okay and they're happy and it's okay, move on. Come on. Come on. Has, has there been any psychic ever that's been legit or like at least looked legit to you? I mean, not to me, personally. Well, there, there's one, you know, not really. Um, in fact... If you do a little digging, not to sound like the famous Randy, but he was great at this. He was great at exposing and bringing some sort of just sensibility. Then you had Shermer come in from Skeptic Magazine, and yeah, he's not—he's a—he's a very uh, smart guy, but he has no charisma. He, he's not like a, a Randy or 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 a Gillette. Or all the Gillette, mm-hmm. Gillette is very good on the radio. It doesn't translate very well. But either way. The point being is that Shermer 
can have a discussion with somebody or a debate, and it's Snoresville. So it's 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 strange how these people. But yeah, Randy was great at that. He was great at putting some sort of sensibility to psychics or putting it to the test, right? Which is okay. Uh, if you work in the secret space program for 10 years that you're saying on Mars, Captain Randy Kramer or, or, uh, or Corey Good, who claimed something similar, whether it was mm-hmm. Mars or whether it was the moon, the, uh, what do they call it? The LOC, mm-hmm. Lunar Presence Command. I'm even getting good with the lingo because <laughs> this is, this is entertaining shit. It's fucking entertaining. When you hear it enough, it's going to start sticking. But here's the here's the thing, and uh, you know, let's group some of these people together. One way this uh, happens, also, folks, is when somebody comes up with an outrageous story in uh, in this field, uh, immediately you're going to have other folks that are going to be like, "Oh yeah, that's uh, similar to what I went through." And and here's where groups get together, people get together. You meet a lot of people, you mingle uh, at the conventions, uh, and eventually you will have uh, pairings like uh, good. And Wilcox over here, who will pair paired up together with their stories, and you have the Eisenhowers and Bishagios and all these other folks that get together and they, you know, collaborate with their lives. But you know how that happens because they reinforce their lives and they, they're all in on it. It's not like they're all like just randomly saying the same thing and they don't know each other. No, these folks are always mingling at conventions and hanging out at uh, book signings and stuff. Look, there's UFO Congress going on right now. In Arizona, okay. Oh, there's not, always there is always always something. That's going so, on. do you not think that most of these folks are not at these things hooking up, talking about you know what their supposed experiences are? And if somebody likes, like for example, in Eisenhower, they came out of nowhere, right? Laura Eisenhower, oh. she comes oh. out of nowhere, and she wants to get involved in this field. She's a new agey type. She wants to get involved in this field, and she sees what Bissagio's talking about, so she invents her story and collaborates what he's talking about. Yes, they rip about. off each other. You're right. right. They rip so, off each other. So, yes. so then he says, oh, well, you know, if she's taking you know this stance, he knows his bullshit, what he's saying. So he's like, you know, if she's going to do that, they, I'm sure, meet up at one of these conventions. They collaborate their story, and next thing you know, they're doing lectures together. And he's saying, "Yeah, I remember seeing her when I traveled on the time machine uh, on Mars, and when we went to see Jesus, we were together, me and her." And he starts coming up and collaborating her story because now it's profitable to him because one more head collaborating his story makes him more money at the end of the day. Well, and yeah, and then you had, uh, and then sure enough, like you said, you, they, it all goes into now online. Seminar type stuff, a la right. Exopolitics Institute, uh, Alfred Weber nonsense, and, yep. and and look, let's take the personal out of any of this, okay? These could be the sweetest people in the world. I don't care. I'm just judging them on how they act in ufology in this subject. How do they affect a subject that I believe in? I don't want to be embarrassed about being a ufologist or having that belief system. And to me, it's good to have some people that have no financial interest in the subject to have some sort of impartial look, outlook on what's going on. And you got to call a spade a spade sometimes, and it's time to do that. I try to do it in the nicest way possible. I think we, we do do that, Angel, when we have somebody on that is ridiculous, which happens, you know, uh, uh, the, people know why. Uh, certain folks gyrate towards this this subject, especially with that 
that show you were, you were talking about the other day with the the new show about abductees. Okay, uh, I forget. I, I don't know. Well, there's a brand new comedy out. And oh, um, uh, people of Earth. That's what. Yes, it's a, it's yes. A, it's an abduction support group. The, right. I couldn't I couldn't really get through the first. I tried, you know, because hey, it's, it's in funny. my it's in my wheelhouse. I gotta check it out, right? Um, it's a comedy. I don't watch a lot of comedy. Usually, if somebody isn't getting dismembered or uh, teleported or put in stasis, I'm not interested. But that's that's just me, you know. But anyway, the show uh, was sort of poking fun right from the get go. Um, if you're an abductee, you will hate this show. Uh, but right off the bat, you know, people were sort of jockeying for which group was better that abducted them and all kinds of silly other stuff. And but how yeah. different is that from reality, though? It's pretty accurate. When you, look, when you actually, well, I've seen the whole season already. I, I marathoned the whole thing. In fact, I'm probably end up watching it again because I liked it that much. But when you actually watch every episode, Jesse, uh, you're going to notice that it is very accurate to the way it really is within the ufology group. When you talk to these individuals and you interview a lot of these folks, some of them are actually very close to the folks on this show. And I've, it's happened to me before. I've had interviews where I'm like, damn. And but while watching the show, I was like, I interviewed somebody who talks just like this person, saying the same kind of crap. And then you, when you watch the show, it starts kind of clicking. Yeah, it's funny. It, it's uh, you know mocking the subject in a way, but at the same time, it's kind of showing you this is really what they sound like. Yeah, I, I I agree. There's it's it's probably not that much different. In fact, you know, going into 2017, instead of making ufology relevant again, I think we might want to think about raising the bars higher again. Um, and and that's something that might become a common theme as well with this show moving forward. Is that we have to raise the bar. Look, my old man was in uh, surgery for kidney stones the other day. It screwed up work like you wouldn't believe. All right, the poor guy is in agony, and I'm like. Ask him what they're doing and what the doctors are doing. Make a long story short, he's in the hospital for like four days. Four days for kidney stones in 2017. Then wow, I hear yeah. that the way that they're dealing with this thing, and I'm like, this is crazy. So sometimes you imagine that the technology will be that much better. Uh, but in 2017, we should have a very fucking high bar for what is accepted as truth and absolute garbage in this subject, and we just don't. And one of the reasons – is because MUFON does not have that sort of control that would be helpful if they really were like the governing respected body of what is truth and what is bullshit. But unfortunately, they're not. Maybe they were at some point, but um, it seems as though whether it's funding or – you know, I'm not involved in the politics. You'd have to ask a Chase Klosky or, or some of the other cats you know over there. Um, and they're all nice people, by the way. I, I've never met a MUFON person that I didn't think was a nice person. But uh, they just don't have that sort of force in the world where somebody says, oh, UFO. Oh, yeah, MUFON. Right? Yeah, uh, but you know what? Dealing, if, with, if uh, that, dealing with them you know, on a, on a face-to-face basis when we went to uh, the Orlando uh, Symposium okay. and actually being in front of some of these folks from MUFON, like the Rich Hoffmans and Chase Kludskis of the world and, and – our boy Alejandro Rojas, who was, was there and I got to meet, uh, being face-to-face with these folks, and of course he does open minds and everything else, he's not just move on anymore, but uh, you know, he still was one of the original reasons why I got him interested in maybe 
Gwen there because, you know, he was uh, an introduction for me for a lot of these things. And, uh, but, you know, being there and, and, and interacting with these folks, not a lot of these people are completely 100% sold in a lot of the stuff that, you know, is reported or that they, they, you know, they investigate or, uh, you know, they're not 100% believers is what I'm saying. And it didn't come because we were asking them questions like trying to get negative answers. I mean, we just asked them like direct questions and a lot of them thought that, that most of it is BS, you know, and that's coming from some of the higher ups in there. I mean, we have it on recorded audio and video. I mean, it's not but just me pro- saying that they told me in private this conversation. No, no, this is like on, on camera. And they will tell you straight up, in Korea, they don't even believe in UFOs or aliens. Uh, there's, you know, and that, that came from the, uh, one of the main guys right. from Korea. So, I mean, there's certain individuals that, right out of MUFON's main, you know, uh, promoters or, or directors uh, from different states are telling me that, you know what, yeah, I'm sure there's some truth to this, to this stuff, but so far, stuff that we've researched, most of it is BS. That's coming from yeah, them directly. And that's, yeah, but that's, and, and I see your point. But I guess what I uh, see that's good about that and positive is that at the very least, yes, maybe they lost their power or, or their marketing budgets over the years or whatnot, and they're just obviously not as respected as they once were. Okay, but the way that they con- conduct themselves in the communities because they're they're granular. Okay, they go out and investigate stuff from, you know. Julie uh, Woodlawn, who called in and said she saw something, or that somebody, you know, abducted her dog, and they go down there and they go talk to her, right? And they do an investigation based on criteria that has been set up for them, based upon uh, really doing investigative work that a, a police officer might be, uh, or a detective might be impressed with, or at least understand and be in tune with. And the other side of the spectrum are these Wilcox folks and Gaia's and, and, and the secret space program and the super soldiers. And they are so far away from MUFON, it's not even close. So, and like I said, they've sort of decided, hey, that stuff's boring. Let's just create the world that we want to live in. And instead of going, hey, I heard from a guy that uh, there are alien bases in Antarctica. Okay, well, and before I run with that kind of story, uh, I gotta, I gotta have some proof, guys. Oh, well, we don't have any. Well, what do you got? Well, we got a lot of details. You want to hear them? Sure. Okay, now they're facts. Why? Why are they facts? Everything is anecdotal. Everything is based on hearsay of people we, we're not allowed to know their names. I think there's a guy named Gonzalez, who is this person they speak about all the time. I mean, it's the silliest thing. You're telling me you spent five years on the moon and you only remember one guy named Gonzalez? And then they'll have these things. Who is Gonzalez? And they create these, these things. They shift and they spin and they, it's, it's very, it, it really muddies the waters for the actual investigation. And some people might dismove on. That's up to you. But when you break it down, at least they're trying to do it the way that it's supposed to be done. If they don't have the tools, or if they don't have the access, well, yeah, I get that. So you're not going to go very far. So maybe you should hang it up. I don't know. But I think MUFON will always be around in some sort of uh, uh, I mean, way. I, I, know, I, know they, I know MUFON has their detractors, and uh, one of our friends uh, really is not a fan, uh, Rich. Uh, Giordano's not a fan of MUFON. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan of MUFON and what you know they stand for and what they're trying to do with the Yes, the, I what really, they stand yeah. for at least. Which yeah, is a and, high and bar of scrutiny, you know? It is. 
and you know every everything needs to have some kind of institution set up to like investigate it. Uh, ufology yes. needs that, and MUFON is that institution for ufology. So you know, we instead of like you know trying to like criticize them and tear them down and destroy them, I think a lot of us like even Rich, for example, who I don't want to get on the on the conversation here in a minute. Um, you know, even people like Rich, instead of trying to tear this you know this institution down, why don't we build it up and try to like reinforce it and try to like make it better because you know they are the ones that have the name recognition they have the name value so you know i think a lot of folks that are interested in joining mufon for the better of mufon should do it well you bring up a good point because we have to draw lines here is where i'm going we have to pick a side are you going to be on the side of uh, folks like stanton friedman i'm going to use him as an example where it says okay you got to prove it to me with real hardcore evidence so i'm going to sift through the FOA files, or I'm going to sift through this, and I'm going to speak to the eyewitnesses and such. Or are you going to go on over to the right, which is just basically Willy Wonka? You don't need evidence. You can well, speaking, make up want. You look, can create. It's almost like Hollywood. You move to Hollywood, and they say, "What do you want to be?" Well, I'm, I'm sort of a potter, but I also sing in a band, <laughs> and uh, I'm thinking about getting into like uh, astrology. And that's the thing is that nothing in Hollywood, it's okay to do that. And people accept it. They're like, oh, that's cool. That's cool, man. And that's the problem with the new age. You're not allowed to be like, well, how do you know that? Or like, how did you get involved with that? And they'll be like, well, you know, it's all proven. And there's no proof behind any of it. We saw it with... Uh- uh- with uh, with how many guests in the past? It's 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 yeah, really you know weird. you know it's crazy Jesse and uh, we have uh, brother Rich has just joined the uh, conversation here. But before you, uh, Rich, before you get on, let me just make this point. You know what's funny though? This, the New Agers in ufology really remind me of a lot of like the millennials and a lot of the, the uh, liberals that are butthurt over the whole election and the way they're acting. It's very similar in a, in a lot of sense. It's like if you ask any questions, they get all like weird and like upset over anything and they, you know they, they won't engage in proper conversation about what the subject is and you know it's either their way or, or you know fuck you well shouldn't be like yeah I, I think there's a taste to that here's what i want to do i want to take a break i want to take a break and bring rich on for the news and for the uh topic tonight which we are going to get to believe it or not Woo-hoo. and hopefully you're going to want to call in we're going to be talking about the moon hoax or is it? And what we'd like to do tonight is have you call in and tell us your stupid theory, your dumbass, stupid, silly theory that you firmly believe in about the moon. And some of you will think we went. I've done many shows, and I'd like to explain and go through with you all kind of where we're at with this. I've done a lot of work, a lot of research, believe it or not. I get kind of kicked sometimes for not doing enough research. I did do a lot of research, and I have my own conclusions, and I have the major players involved, and I can explain it. And I can ask, for instance, real questions that would be worth asking, not silly questions. Why the flag wave? No, really good questions. So when we come back, let's do that. We're going to do the news. I got a story you got to hear. We're going to do that real quick. We're going to have Rich on, obviously. He's going to stay through the break. Because I got a break. And then we're going to come back and we're going to go right into our moon hoax. And I want you guys to call in tonight. Don't be a pussy. Call in. You guys all have your opinions in the chat room all the time. I want to hear it on the air because it's a lot more fun. Okay. Angel, you ready for the break? Ready, boss. 
Okay, coming back in a few. This is Euphonaut Radio, Jesse Randolph, Angel Espino, the angel of ufology, and soon, Rich G joining us. Don't go anywhere. Oh, yeah, bro. being tied down to your computer but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go TalkStream live introduces our first ever iphone application the talk shows you follow now follow you and your iphone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the internet listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day seven days a week mobile talk radio from TalkStream live now available in the itunes app store Have you heard Mac Maloney lately? In your military career, did you ever see anything that came close to unusual UFO sighting or? No. Holy <laughs> That was the yeah. Yeah. 10 seconds of uh, No. What are you that tra- was so convincing. Yeah. What are you trying to say there? Well, UFO is an innocuous term. That's the worst fucking denial I've ever heard. And I don't know if flying Mac Maloney's Military X-Files, Friday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern on the public streaming radio network. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the man. Man of Steel, and more. SupermanHomePage.com Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet.
Hey, back now, Euphanaut Radio. Jesse Randolph here with the Angel of Ufology, Angel Espino. Monday night, where else would you want to be but in cold, rainy Portland, Oregon, the Pacific Northwest? We're talking about ufology tonight because that's what we do. We're talking about these blurred lines between the New Agers and the actual diehard, proof-based ufology folks that want to try to save this subject if at all. And one of the people that I respect, I think, the most in radio, who's been talking like this since day one, has joined us. But he doesn't sound too happy. So we'll see if uh, we'll see what's on his mind tonight. And then we're going to jump into the news because I've got a story that I definitely want him to discuss as well. Rich Giordano joining us live. Rich, are you there? Yep. I'm here. Thanks for having me. Feel good. Great. Let's go. Okay. Rock and roll. Okay. <laughs> Now, Rich, uh, you had some things during the break you wanted to <laughs> you wanted to talk about regarding MUFON. We've been talking about these blurred lines. We've been talking about David Wilcox and these folks. And I want to get your opinion because obviously you have plenty about how you feel about these people. And as far as it used to be that they were the minority, it seems as though they're the majority now. They are, unfortunately. And the thing that MUFON does is they try to get, you know, regular people to be researchers or people that are interested in the subject and think they can help the field by doing research for MUFON and want to be a representative for their state or county or whatever. They are not real researchers, in my opinion. They're not like me or other people who've been behind the camera for years. That's the problem. The problem is they're going to talk to people, look at their videos and say, oh, my God, that really is a UFO. But it's an airplane, and they just don't understand how the airplane looks from a distance with its lights on at a certain time of day or a certain angle or yeah, certain Yeah, but not, not everybody fits into that, that category. I mean, I'm sure you're going to have those folks like that, but not everybody who goes and, you know, becomes I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't finished. You know. I wasn't finished with my thought. So, um, um, just saying. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. Let them finish, please. I'm just, that's Go one ahead, example Rich. of many. You know, maybe I shouldn't say anything. I'll just let Angel do all the talking for me. Go ahead. It's okay. Go ahead. Angel. No, no. Go ahead. No, right. no. You made, you made a comment. You were making a comment. I just made a counter comment to your comment. That's all. Yeah. You don't have to get mad over it, man. I'm not in that kind of fucking mood where I want to be interrupted, I guess. But um, eh, sorry. I apologize. I didn't mean that to you. I love you. You know I do. I'm just not in a good mood. It's because I hear MUFON. It Rich. automatically puts me there. It automatically puts me in the mood. I know. I'm, I'm about to put you in a worse mood. I have a feeling with the news tonight. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it, you know, Let me just move on to the news because it might be more fun for you. I'm, I'm just yeah. being – you know how you get about MUFON. I know it's been a sore topic for years. I just feel as though if not MUFON, then who as a governing body to try to start – battling against the takeover of the New Agers. And it really is a battle at this point. There is no battle. There's no such thing. It's never. We're never going to win. I've been on this for 12 years almost. There's no battle you can win. It's you against everybody who doesn't care. And there's more people who don't care about ufology and people who do. We're, we're a losing bunch. We're in a losing cause. There's never going to be a valid sighting no matter how real it looks because people are always going to be out there more than us to say it's fake. Oh, it's CGI. It could be a real UFO. No, that's CGI because of this tree. Looks like that tree and that bush. It's the same shit. Yeah. We're never going to win. It's impossible. 
That's why I've given up well, on radio twice. That's why I stopped doing the voice over, you know, oh, that's not real. That's fake. No, it's real. It's even though I'm by an airport. Yeah, okay, enough, you know, or whatever. Why not support the people that you feel are doing it correctly? Who? Who's doing it correctly? Well, I'm going to think about that for a second. I don't know anybody. There's even Jeff Willis, who lives in Arizona, who has a lot of video. Most of those I've debunked. There's two out of his 17 videos that are two hours each long uh, of nothing. I mean, he's got two things, you know. Uh, so you're telling me yeah. one researcher that you think is doing a credible job of trying to actually track down evidence before going or running with a story. I don't know of any. I don't know of any. See, Jaime Mossan's the go-to guy, really. <laughs> but what he does, he puts enough shit on the wall that something's got to stick that's real. And in Mexico, they have some outstanding videos, but they've got more bad than good. So who knows what's real and what's not? You just don't know unless you're there and looked at it yourself. So what what changed the subject so drastically? I'm hearing this not just from you now, and it, it's it's from guys who weren't talking about this years ago like you know for instance uh the guys from the paracast they're getting tired they're saying hey you know they're just uh doesn't seem to be progressing it's sort of dying out it is we, we we've turned the page to a new era where the internet rules and as soon as i noticed that that's when i went crazy and went against everybody it was almost immediately in 2007 is when i turned the turned the page to be the guy to go after everybody it's the internet it's like i said earlier the people that don't care and want to make fun of it are the ones that are making these fake videos trying to bring it down or make fun of it and that's why i can't i the people of earth i tried to i watched the first 3 episodes and angels yeah. right they are taking people that we know and using their characters in these and they're very true everything that's on that show is you know mirroring what happens in real life in a funny matter but it was hard for me to watch i just couldn't get into it. it's not my type of humor maybe i don't know but to make fun of ufology i was kind of like getting a little bit upset i don't know what to think i, I just i i'm a real passion no matter how much of an asshole i am in ufology i think i'm one of the most passionate people you'll ever find and want the truth on every single video and every story which we're not ever going to get and i think it's the internet it's the the new age it's like angel said too earlier it's the same people that you know who are mad that hillary didn't become president it's like just like them it's the same type of people Ugh. Well, it's it's definitely you definitely are one of the most passionate people I've met in this subject. No, I, uh, I said I think I'm one of the most passionate people. I said I think you are. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, my ears yeah. are are off tonight. I agree with you. I, I've known you for a while as far as your voice, and I agree. I've been listening to you for a very very long time, and I agree. It's not just uh, that I'm talking about it. It's just that I've literally tried many different cameras. 100,000 hours over the years behind the camera. There was a guy on Angel's show. He said, I think I'm really good at this. I've got 2,000 hours behind the camera, I think. That's a lot, but not compared to 100,000 hours that I have where I'm still going out even after working 10-hour days, looking out uh, an hour and a half to two hours every night. So, Yeah, but just- there used to be really – but Rich, you're talking about sky watching. I'm talking about guys like Timothy Good. I'm talking about guys like Dolan. You think that those guys have researched for hours upon hours upon page upon page. You can't just throw them in the garbage and say they don't do anything no. correct. 
No, they, they're doing research. They're just looking up evidence. There are UFOs, and there are UFOs that have hit, have hit airplanes, have been seen by pilots in the war, the Foo Fighters. Um, Roswell, I don't know what happened. Uh, I just hate it. But, yeah, Rendlesham Forest is another one that, that is legit. There's just so many of them that are great, but they're all old. I, they're before right, the Right, but I tend to – and well, yeah, and that's a problem as well, though, because the game of telephone – uh, before the internet was pretty amazing how it works, the game of telephone. Now you can only imagine. But here we are. And we've gone through this a number of times in some shows where we talk about, you know, what's really new? Why are we still really talking about Travis Walton? You know, because there's uh, nothing 2017. New. Why are we still talking about Betty Hill? I mean, really? So, yeah, this is kind of strange to me. And then, like I said, this new crop of New Agers, they'll be like, hey, man, there's underground bases all over the damn place. There's people living in there, and they're co-mingling and hanging out with lizards and all this jazz. And you're just like, really? And there's zero proof to this. There's zero physical evidence. And it's just like when you talk about Bigfoot, right? It's a good yeah, analogy. What, what they're doing is they're, they're inventing their own disclosure. They're inventing what they want. That's wanted. what it is. It's a psychology yes. transformation. It's like, exactly. I am bored with this. I am bored with the real thing. So I'm going to live in this reality. I'm going to take right. this pill. It's, a, well, it's pretty messed yeah. up. Here, here's the thing. Not everybody, not everybody can be 100% on the money when it comes to all these people. So when you look at all of them, uh, you know, like the David Wilcox, uh, Bissajo, uh, what's the one that you like, uh, with the, uh, Light Federation of Light? No, no, Sheldon Knight, your, your favorite, Sheldon. I mean, when you look at a lot, a lot of these stories, I mean, they're, a lot of them are completely different, and they're all lunatically, uh, they're all crazy in their own way. Uh, but when you look at a lot of these stories, uh, not everybody in them can be telling the truth, right? So you know for a fact some of these are lying, right, guys? I mean, I'm talking to the audience. You know some of these people are liars. So it's like weaving and dodging trying to find the actual truth. And the problem is there's so many liars now taking advantage of ufology that whoever is telling the truth, even that person is going to look like a liar. So and you uh, mentioned uh, – oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, who? David Icke earlier. I mean the, the guy's making all this money off of yeah. no proof. Yeah, and like I said earlier, he's he became this reptilian guy when the show of V was on the air originally. That's when he started talking about all this stuff. Oh, because the reptilians. This guy was drunk out of his ass. He was watching TV. He saw V, and he's like, that's it. That's where I'll make my money. Next thing you know, he's talking about reptilians. Yeah, that's simple. Be Sometimes it's that simple. It is that. He saw something, and he went with it. Yeah. Just like um, Eric Von Doniken. No? Well, I think also yeah. – well – I, I think the ancient aliens has really gripped people in a different way mm. uh, than, than some of the folks we're talking about. Like, you can't compare the Von Daniken stuff, in my opinion, to a Bassagio. Well, with, <laughs> yeah, yeah, with, with Daniken, it's a little bit more tricky because with the, what he manages to do, especially on the show Ancient Aliens, if you watch 
uh, what they've done on that show, and it's it's hysterical. Uh, they've managed to like create their own narrative on like what a lot of historical lore was. Uh, so they'll tell you, no, it really means this or that, or they could. There's no way they could have done uh, these kind of stones with you know with their hands. It's impossible. And they tell you a narrative that you know it's impossible that man could have done this. Only aliens could have intervened. But if you actually go back a lot of the times, you know, into a lot of these historical lores, historical records, uh, a lot of these people that left behind their own former writings actually described how they made these things, you know, what these things actually mean. And, uh, like, for example, the uh, big stones of Pumapunku, they're like, oh, there's no way these lions could be carved this perfectly with, you know, this has to be aliens with lasers and all kinds of stuff. No, they actually explain to you in their own form of like in their own writings, how these things were created, how these boulders were carved out, and what kind of st- stone uh, masonry work was done to get the you know these things to you know be carved the way they were. I mean, they actually explain that people in the in the towns know how the, this stuff was done, but for of course you know ancient aliens, everything is an alien. Everything was created well, by aliens. Uh, you see, now why can't the people in that town, the, in that culture? Why couldn't they have been with the aliens and the aliens showing them, giving them the technology? Because about a year ago you said you know that they used all that stuff, Rich. They made it with their hands. They didn't have the TV or the Internet or places to go. All they did is day and night just work on this stuff. Well, when they bring the – right. But I have yet to find evidence to the contrary that – they were able to do it with their hands and and move these blocks from a mountainside up and place them perfectly in place, you know, to make a building or whatever. They they brought these granites to, you know, these people who actually, you know, make kitchen tables and cabinets. And one guy said, I don't know how they did it. It's still smooth after 10,000 years. You know, it's just I don't understand how they could have moved those blocks. We can't figure it out today. So it doesn't mean it wasn't done. But I don't know where there's any literature or any history showing them moving those blocks and how they did it. Um, well, one way that I've, uh, I've researched, and, and I'll give you some literature later, some links you can check out. One way a lot of this stuff is done is they smooth out the actual rock with water. So transporting it from point A to point B becomes a lot easier. Because you're not transporting it as something as heavy when you can smooth it out with water. So there's there's ways around that. But there's also, you have to look at the type of stones that are being used and the type of material they're using for, you know, not only that, but for the carving later on. Uh, dude, if you, if you actually do, I mean, I don't know how much research you've done into, like, Puma Punku, for example. Uh, but if you actually, and a lot of the stuff that is there now, a lot of the, like, the, the rubble that's there now, is because a lot of the people in the cities went back and looted. You know this, the what was left over in Puma Punku, so they could use it for building construction in the in the inner cities now, uh, in the main cities, in, you know, the surrounding the uh, the area that they talked about on ancient aliens. Uh, but that's just like one of the minor things. I mean, they everything on that show is you know, aliens did this, aliens are the ones that did that. I mean, they they put very little credibility that humans could do anything. I mean, we're like, we must be the dumbest species on the planet because aliens have to give us everything like we're babies. I mean, there's no way we can do anything. <laughs> we're, we're just, we're a bunch of dumbasses <laughs> running around. Right. Then, then what about vitrified rock that's, you know, melted together and put in place? Well, we can't even do that now, the way they did it. So how could they have done it with, with no technology? Well, right we're, we're, assu- we're assuming they had no technology. Maybe they had some form of technology back then. They got lost through time and we're now slowly right. starting to discover stuff. But it doesn't mean it's alien. No, I know, I know, I get it, uh, but it's, 
Yeah, they have an agenda on that show. There's no it, doubt Egyptians had technology. You don't think Egyptians well, of course. That's their, that's their spiel. But but keep exactly. in mind, I think um, when you, and I've had Tuklos on a few times. He's a really nice guy, and, and God, is he charismatic. Um, much more than Eric Van Doniken, that's for sure. Uh, but I think the most compelling evidence for me was always like the Vimana stuff when I saw those images um, that looked like people flying ships in the air. Um, and that blew my mind because that, that was some pretty amazing stuff and it was very detailed. Uh, so, but I lost, I lost interest after a couple of seasons myself. What well, the Vimanas uh, I, do with the Indians, Vimanas, right? From India? Correct. Yes. Yeah. See, that is a little different because their lore actually does speak directly about beings flying these Vimanas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, that's, and different like, Puma Puma. <laughs> that's different than Puma Pumaku altogether. Yep. Yes, absolutely. It's it's uh, it's pretty mind blowing stuff, and that's the one aspect of that argument that's always blown me away. Is and I've and because they're so ancient, those scriptures, because those teachings, those writings, those etchings, because they're so ancient, we're talking about almost the you know beginning of recorded time. So it's pretty amazing. I will leave, I will say it's you know it's a conjecture based argument. Uh, but it's still my, it, it is still so far away from the new age, uh, folks and the Wilcox and the Carrie Cassidy's and the Steve Greer's and, and that's where people have gyrated towards and the Whitley Strebers where there is always, these people are always floating. They're always doing yoga. They're always meditating. They're always talking to dead people. So this is difficult. As we continue to move forward with guests, Angel, sometimes I wonder uh, how many of these people are going to want to uh, be friends with us after this show. Because <laughs> you have to have we Sawyer actually ask for proof sometimes. You have to have Sawyer on your show, by the way. Sawyer, I want him to come on, for sure. I love talking to Sawyer. It's good to check in with him every 10 years or so, see if he's still alive. <laughs> anyway, I want to move on. Uh, We've got some really good stories, guys, and I want to get Rich G's take on one of them in particular. Do uh, So let's shift into the news tonight. You've not news for February the 20th, 2017. Another problem I, I see, gentlemen and audience, is that you know 2017, when you see the movies that you've been exposed to for the past 20 years, at least to me, science fiction, we don't measure up. So it's very disappointing. We can't teleport. We can't go even to the freaking moon again, or did we? We're going to talk about that. This is a problem. We can't travel interstellar, but guess what? Now we can if you go over to the right and hang out with the Gaia kids. So, you know, I can understand the lore. Like I said, I'll go there at 4 o'clock in the morning after a doobie. But come on, we got to get rational at some point, too. Okay, do we have like a news stinger or something like that, Angel? Let's do the um, news. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Let's do Euphonaut News for February 20th, 2017. Come here. Yeah, baby. Here we go. Come here. Okay. Give it to him. News, 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 news,
Guys, two big stories tonight. One, I got to tell everybody about a brand new horror movie that kicked my ass the other night. What a movie! And if you know how much I love horror movies, this one is great. And it looked real cheesy, too. So give it a look. I promise you won't be disappointed. The name of the film, and everybody who's a parent listening, have your children watch this film. I know that sounds weird. Have them watch this film. It's called Don't Hang Up. Don't Hang Up. Have you guys heard of this film? I've heard of it, but what is it about? It's about it's it's not hanging up. Awesome. (laughs) Rich G, you will love this film. I'm telling you, it's about a group of kids who are like the in-crowd kids. They're nauseating. They're real cool, all that jazz. One's a real douchebag. He's like fucking his best friend's girl and stuff like that and videotaping it. And they get off on doing phony phone calls, but they take it to a severe degree, right? (laughs) They they don't just call up and, you know, do shit and hang up and giggle. They go really far. So without giving away too much of the film, the tides get turned on them and uh, murder and mayhem ensues. And I know that might sound like a – if you're a fan of the Final Destination series, um, Mm -hmm. I think this sort of falls in line with being – not that bummed out that the cool kids are getting slaughtered, you know what I mean? So there's sort of this uh, fun fun part of the film where you see these ultra cool kids getting it one by one. So is that definitely? Um, yeah, cool. Oh, I, I know it's not on Flex, Netflix. I just checked. Where can we get it? <laughs> I don't. You know what, Rich? That's a great question. Uh, where can you get the film? I believe it's in the theaters right now. Oh, it's still out there. Okay, gotcha. Purposes. That's where I saw the film. Cool. But but anywho, so go check it out. Uh, you heard it from me. I'm telling you, I wouldn't have watched it myself. But what a great film! What's uh, it called again? <laughs> it's called don't hang don't up. Hang. Don't hang up. Can't forget that. Not to be confused with the other horror movie I'm going to bring up, which is the one not to watch. Okay, because that was called Hang Up one, Now. Yeah, this one's called. <laughs> <laughs> this one's even this is this stupid one too, and it's with what's her name, uh, who played uh, Starbuck in Battlestar. Uh, Sack, uh, what's her name? Huh? Katie Sackalo or uh, somebody help me in the chat. Jesus, Katie something. Okay, she okay. played Starbuck in the last uh, Battlestar. <laughs> okay, if you I didn't see this blonde gal, are you guys here? No, here, not, not, a, not a Battlestar fan. Sorry. Oh. I, I, understand that if you like star wars that doesn't make any fucking sense but okay star wars is star wars my friend better star it's you know better star anyways this film is called don't you ready don't knock twice (laughs) (laughs) and it sucks it's terrible it's not it, it has big stars not like the other film and it it obviously has a budget and it is a really horrible film. And I'm not even going to tell you the plot, but it's one of these BS kind of haunted house movies. It's cookie cutter. It's boring. The finale is not remarkable whatsoever. So definitely cross that one off your list. That's my horror movie little uh, reviews for you tonight on the news. And now we're going to shift to our other news story that I want to get Rich's uh, take on. And this is serious. So let's let's get down to serious land here. 
because they're coming at us from all sides. And the frustration in Rich's uh, voice is because he is passionate. And this is a tough one because we wanted to give you an update on the Stan Romanek case. Yes. And if some of you... <laughs> you said were right. Fucking <laughs> you were right. I'm already seething. Uh, dude, he's, he's drooling at the lips right now just to get, okay. get into now this. There's a, <laughs> there's a really good blogger out there named Jack Brewer. I'm going to give him credit because you should give credit when you cop people's stuff, right? This guy's terrific. really is. If you haven't checked out his blog and you want to get, like, the real take, I think, someone who is doing it right, Rich, in my opinion, uh, he's got a site called the UFO Chronicles. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I haven't approached Jack, but I would love to have him on the show because I love his, his writing. If I could write like Jack, uh, man, I'd be writing. There's a reason I don't write. He's fantastic, and he has a really good way of putting things into perspective. But let's talk about Stan. Now, most of you are aware that at least two of us, I don't know if you have a background with personally with Stan, Rich, as far as as a guest. I don't know if he's been on your program or not. But uh, <laughs> No, but he and I were both invited to be on Oprah Winfrey Show. Are you serious? Yep. Wait, yeah. I gotta hear that fucking story. Okay, go ahead. Well, <laughs> this is how I knew about him before he even made it with that stupid video. I get an email because I had the website cnufos.com and I was posting videos up there, and this was in 2004. I get an email from the Oprah Winfrey Show asking me if I'd like to be a guest on with another person named Stan Romanek. And I said, oh my, you know, and I read it and then they, they, they gave me a link to his videos and I watched his videos and I, and he's chasing a balloon around town telling everybody, you know, pulling off to the side of the road and asking these kids, do you see that up there in the sky? Yeah, it's been following me, he says. So I go, oh my God, I can see the freaking string on it. It's a balloon and he's going to go on Oprah Winfrey. So I emailed back the Oprah Winfrey show and I said, yeah, just to let you know, I'm interested in coming on, but if you have that Stan Romanek guy in your show, he's taping balloons, and I bashed the hell out of him after watching these two links they gave me about why they think he's going to be on the show. Well, you know, I get an email back about a week later and saying, you know, we, we decided to have Stan on by himself, <laughs> so maybe in the future, and I think they didn't <laughs> like the way I was talking about him. So that's my little brush with fame. I could have been on Oprah Winfrey. Who knows how that would have been? Wow. But, yeah, but it was before he did the Alien in the Window video. That's it was that's before. So yes. Wow. Yes. He has been trying to get famous for that long, even before. See, sometimes it's better just to like be like, "Yeah, I'd love to be on your show," and keep the rest to yourself. Then get well, on the air and then bash the crap out of him on the air. Been, that's always been Rich's problem. He speaks the truth. That's just always yeah. been a curse of Rich. He, he comes he, from the he, heart, man. Even when he knows that he's supposed to put his hand down to play the game. That just ain't the way he rolls. I get it. But I will say this as a feather in your cap. Rich G is invited on to Oprah. I'm invited on the fucking Tom Green show. So that's a, that, that, that is I called into the I called into the Rick Sanchez show. Rick Sanchez <laughs> on AM radio. Oh, and I wasn't a guest, I just called in. I was like, Hey Rick, how you doing, Mr. Sanchez? 
<laughs> well, nobody else calls in, so. No, 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 do you know I used to call Don Ecker's show back in the day when I was uh, a oh young lad sometimes, and he was with Dwight Schultz hosting, the guy from the A-Team, because they're buddies, and uh, they used to do UFOs tonight. I don't know, you know, how, you know, out of the 15 people, but I would call, and every time I got through it, I was so excited. This was before blog talk and shit like that, where... They actually had uh, something pretty, pretty unique, and uh, you know Don Eckert is a is is definitely a guy that that can get pretty dicey, but fun guy to listen to. And I remember calling him and talking about the moon. You know, you're, we're talking about almost uh, twenty years ago, easily. Wow! To well, make, go ahead, Matt, sorry, but yeah, no, but uh, hats off for uh, getting. Uh, Getting the phone call from Oprah, even though uh, at the end well, of the day, did Stan go on? Did he? Did he get on? Did tell us what happened? Yes, he, he did go on. I believe. Yeah. Really? It was. It was like three to six months later. I believe he was on there. Yeah, and he was well, talking Oprah about it. I, you were cutting out. What? Sorry, I said so. So you're telling me that Oprah Winfrey interviewed Stan Romanek on the air. I think. Air. I. I think so. I'm almost 100% positive. I still have the email in my computer that, that broke down, so I know I can still get that eventually. Um, she might need it for evidence in this case, which we still haven't gotten to. I don't so, think oh, – I had a major war with Don Eckerd too. Major well, I want to hear about that. But let's, oh, no, no, no. Let's talk about yeah, yeah. I do want to hear that because uh, uh, Don actually wrote an, <laughs> a page long thing about me once as well because I called him grumpy. But you know he is he is a pretty grumpy guy. And well, he uh, drinks. Yeah, I'm not going there, brother. Anyway, uh, Stan Romanek. Let's get to the news here. If you haven't heard, Stan Romanek, who was famous for the Boo video. If you don't know, what we're talking about Google it. He was on Larry King. He was with James Fox and all these other people on panels. And Jeff, what was the guy's name? Jeff Peckman was his representative. Oh, you remember? He was you remember that guy? Right. And he yeah. Yes. He, he disappeared. That guy. Oh, he vanished. Well, you know, it's weird. You'll find. Yeah, it, it doesn't surprise me. But yeah, nice one to pull out there, yep. Quato. That no, was pretty good. Stan. <laughs> That's what I do, boss. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Stan Romanek, update. The trial date has been set in the child pornography case against Stan Romanek. This is going on in Colorado as we speak. A Colorado judge recently ruled that Stan Romanek is competent to stand trial. Now, I might disagree with that right off the bat. I don't know about you guys. Wait, what? No, no, he's competent. Okay, yeah, I, don't, I don't think I don't think this uh, issue is uh, that he's crazy. I don't, I don't think none of us think he's crazy. Uh, just we all think that he's full of shit. Is it a bad taste, or as you're reading that story and you're saying that the trial is finally set for trial, or the the case is finally set for trial? Is it a bad taste when I play this in the background? No. <laughs> like, all the kids. <laughs> no, we need more of that shit. I keep telling you that. That's awesome. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the rest of the- Stop it. Okay, no, it is getting a little disgusting at this point. Okay. Okay. Are we done? 
Dutton. Stan Roman had a competent to stand trial. The high-profile and controversial alleged alien abductee was arrested and charged with distribution and possession of child pornography on February 13, 2014. Several medical and mental competency tests have since been conducted, resulting in the court ruling that the case may proceed. Trial tentatively scheduled for October of this year. And you can look it up. Again, uh, I'll give credit to the UFO Chronicles for this case. Uh, Camp Romanek is maintaining innocence. Supporters frequently suggest his UFO-related activities and outspoken stance on an ET presence resulted in a government conspiracy to discredit him. He has a defense attorney, Catherine Hay, who presented to the court that Romanek believed he was being harassed by a space organization. Maybe it's the SSP. She also noted that the police did not investigate other people living in the Romanek home or his physical whereabouts at the specific time the computer files in question were downloaded. Now, critics remain skeptical of Romanek's allegations, citing years of significant inconsistencies claimed contained in his claims and accompanied by unsubstantiated accusations of government conspiracies. As recently as February 2014, Romanek was the alleged victim of a reported assault in which police records indicated he accused authorities of conducting some sort of assault on him. Uh, again, this had no evidence whatsoever and was baseless. Guys, Stan Romanek, what do we, what do we think on Stan? Give us your opinion, Rich Chief. <laughs> okay, kids, okay. Uh, well, actually, there's more to that. Um, when I read something that he refused a plea agreement, and and then what happened is his alibi didn't hold up, so now he's going up against – you know, the law, because he didn't take this plea agreement. I don't know what it was, um, but this guy obviously has loves the limelight and loves attention and is not that he's mentally ill, but he's got some sort of mental problem because he likes children. Um, I always think people who like, you know, underage kids or preteen kids and go after that type of shit are disgusting and should not be in our society. So with that, I haven't found any evidence, Rich. I haven't seen anything. Have you or read anything about what actually he's being accused of, except for having uh, pornographic images? Do you know anything different? Well, they, he, okay. There have been, um, I guess there was Homeland security agent that reported she downloaded eight, suspected suspect files off of his computer's ip address so he was searching the internet for child pornography and i don't know i guess it's illegal to have it on your computer i don't know but he's been arrested i'm looking it up right now he's been arrested when he was on suspicion that he distributed child pornography which is a whole nother cake it's a whole nother ocean of yeah, uh, trouble. Sh- and there's like supposedly a pedophile ring that he was involved with, I, uh, transporting, sending back and forth images and videos and all kinds of uh, nasty stuff uh, with a lot of folks. In fact, you know, we talked about this on Skywatchers when the whole thing broke, uh, you know, 
a year ago or whatever it was. And uh, we talked about how it's going to be interesting because if there is a pedophile ring involved, what other names might drop that we become aware of that are involved in this ring? Because I'm pretty sure where he's sending this stuff out to folks, you know, other folks within ufology, maybe even names that we all know and respect uh, that are involved with this guy, maybe they are involved in this pedophile ring with him. And uh, it would be very devastating for ufology in general to have more people that we respect or are in the echelon of ufology to come, you know, uh, become tainted now because they're a part of this list that might come, you know, come out out of this whole thing. So that's something we all got to kind of like be aware of that that might happen. That shoe might drop. Also, wow. the eight-day eight trial starts March 20th. I don't know where August. I've been looking for August. But I saw March 20th twice, so, oh, so we'll have to keep an start. eye on that. Yeah, yeah. And, and in fact, I'm getting most of my info. If you go to UFO Chronicles, they have sort of like a whole lineage of the links and, and uh, going back a la the Rent site where you can sort of just scroll down on the links there. And oh, okay. it's really easy to follow if you just go to ufochronicles.com. I think you'll you'll see the update on Stan Romanek. You kind of follow oh, it. Okay. But, again, he's, he's doing a great job. But one of the articles or one of the blog posts that I read recently, and I thought it was very poignant, which was saying basically that Stan's trial represents a whole lot more to ufology. Um, he's a perfect example of the charlatans we've been talking about for the past hour and a half, which is why it's sort of, you know, uh, ironic that he would come up in the news segment, hmm. um, you know, because we're sort of almost going to run out of time to even talk about the moon tonight because this is such an important subject and we're seeing this shift. And this gentleman's blog post, again, I'm going to give credit to the UFO Chronicles because uh, he was so smart. He was saying, hey, this is not just about a guy getting accused of this uh, horrendous crime. And, and of course, I don't know the evidence, and I don't know if he's innocent or guilty, and, and I haven't been following it. The point is that ufology is on trial to a certain degree, and I think uh, – I don't want to paraphrase it too much, but there are some really good blog posts about that and what that represents to folks as far as saying, hey, I'm a ufology person or I believe in such and such and I'm associated with this community. And then you look at some of who are the big shots in this subject and you see a guy like Stan Romanek, which I guess the point of the blog post was this guy never should have gone near the top of the heap and he never should have gotten the notoriety that he got anyway because he was always full of shit. And so well, I wanted to get your reaction on that. Well, I was thinking the, the question is, if Stan never had that video and got so popular, would the police or anybody have been watching him to begin with anyway? Or is this a big conspiracy to bring down maybe the truth of what (laughs) – I don't know. Maybe to make you follow you look bad? I mean, I don't know. It's funny. Well, and I'm not bringing him up to – to to point the finger at anybody. But like I said, the person who brought Stan to me was Alejandro Rojas who said, hey – this guy is the real deal. Okay, um, you can come to his house if you want. I was invited to his home to to sleep there. I'm glad. I'm, I'm kind of glad I didn't now. Uh-huh. Although I was kind of uh, you know, and, and I'm not trying to make black humor, but um, the point being is that uh, <laughs> that sounded really weird. But the point being is that uh, you know he brought him to me, and obviously he felt. And this is a Mufon investigator guy. This was the director of education for Mufon. 
I'm not trying to expose anything here. I'm saying obviously he passed the muster with certain folks that are respected in the uh, left side, the 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 quote unquote rational side of ufology. Right. Yeah, when thing, so. yeah, when somebody has a great claim and and a video that looks like a puppet, oh yeah, Mufon's all over it. Sure, yeah, they'll take that, they'll ride those coattails as long as they can, just to get more people to buy into that shit. Well, it's kind of interesting. It really is. Um, but anyway, so that's what's going on with Stan. Um, <coughs> excuse me. There are uh, a bunch of folks covering this. I really think the UFO Chronicles is the best place to go for the. Uh, if you want to follow the case, which I, I will follow the case. I follow, uh, like I said, I usually have a look at the UFO Chronicles. I usually have a look at Kevin Randall's site. Uh, again, c- can be quite dry. But again, if you want to see someone who's doing research, in my opinion, hard-nosed research with very credible and, I would say, sensible conclusions, it's, this is dry stuff a lot of the time, I'm telling you. Uh, you know, the, it, real, real quick. Site, you know, oh, go sorry. No, no, go ahead. I don't, I don't know. I finished my point. No, no, go to the site. See the site so people can go to the website. Oh, the Kevin, I think it's the Randall Report or something like that. He's also got a uh, a podcast just like everybody else. Yeah. And uh, great, it, by the way. It, it really is. Yeah, he's just one of these people where, you know, again, I'm not putting him down. He might be kind of dry on the palate. Okay. But that's not what you're tuning in for. If you want to really try to see, you know, people that are really trying to do the nuts and bolts on the ground, that's a guy to look to at least. And then you look behind them, which is so disappointing with some of these guys like Bill Tompkins. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to get your take on that too, Rich, if you had any time to review uh, Bill Tompkins at all in the past uh, year. But here's a guy who's got this terrific record, just very similar to the the guy who came out uh, the whistleblower who said he worked at Area 51 and invented the Stinger missile. Remember that guy? Yeah, Anyone? I do, actually. Um, no. Room? Yeah, this is the guy on his death. It was a deathbed confessional. I forgot who not, took it. Not, not Holt, right? Boy, That's not sorry, Boyd Butchman. That's great. Oh, okay. And, so, you know, here's a very well-respected guy telling you that uh, it's all legitimate. It's all real, right? And... Uh, these kind of people are coming out, and they have no proof to back it up. But this Bill Tompkins guy is a very similar case. In well, point. Here, here's the question: how much, uh, how much, how much more legit does it make it that it's a death, uh, death, deathbed confession uh, like this uh, when you're describing here? I mean, to, to you, does that make it a little bit more legit that you know? Okay, now we, I believe this a little bit more because I think that's a great question. This person has something to lie about. He's dying. You know, what does he care? Well, no, no, and and, and well, first of all, it makes it more interesting, right? Right. Uh, and you well, that's understand it, yeah. why they're doing it. You sort of get it, where you're like, yeah, you got nothing left to to lose here. Although, right. if you look at it from the, their perspective, if they actually are being threatened their entire lives for repercussions, um, they could just as easily go after their family afterwards and say, you know, if you do a deathbed confessional, we'll still get you. We'll just get your peeps. <laughs> so, I mean, there's there's plenty to be said for that as I'll well. I'll be dead. Who cares? But it's not about that. <laughs> it's not. It's more about their backgrounds. So it's not very often that you get sort of the triple threat, so to speak, where you're like, not only did the guy go to Caltech, but this guy, and I'm just talking in general, this guy worked for blank blank in at Hughes Aircraft for 25 years, 
worked on the Blackbird and worked on the, the LEM project for Apollo and was a very, very top-level queue clearance kind of guy. Okay, so you have that quality of the messenger thing going for you, too. So I don't know if these guys like Tompkins are just lost their mind, Corso. Um, what was really going on with these people? They had these enormous backgrounds of education level, experience level within technology and government and military and black budget projects, etc. If you're going to hear from somebody, that's the guy you want to hear from, like a Bill Tompkins. And here's Bob Woods sitting there going, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, I never saw any of this while I was working at Hughes my whole life, too. But, um, yeah, this guy seems pretty cool. And it's like, no, no. <laughs> you did you did not have Pleiadian Nordic secretaries, which is what this guy is claiming. I mean, uh, it's, it's pretty radical stuff. Uh, I bet they're cheaper rich, than Mexican secretaries. Dun, dun. I mean, yeah. really, it, it is quite... It's it's lunacy almost, and it's kind of sad because you'll get these guys like Boyd Bushman, um, and I forgot the guy who brought him to light. It was the same guy who did the Ackroyd tape. What was his name? He's a little he's a little out David there. David Sarita, Sarita. Yeah, David Sarita. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. He's a little out there. Oh um, man, that that guy he's, is. <laughs> yeah, I think he did the Boyd Bushman interview, and he that also, was. A, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, he was also the guy who said that the uh, tether incident with the shuttle and all those UFOs flying around that broken tether that was 12 miles long, he says those were all UFOs, but they're actually ice crystals. I'm not 100% yeah. sold you, on you them being who, ice crystals, by the way. I still think some of those are UFOs, but I don't know. I'm not too convinced of that. Again. Explanation. You're going to have it, it just it's so much easier to say if you're going to make an incredible statement like those are UFOs, you got to have some supporting evidence that makes a hell of a lot of sense. Yeah, unfortunately, with this kind, yeah, but unfortunately with this kind of footage, uh, there is no you know other evidence that you could kind of attach to it. I mean, it is what it is. Yes, yes, there is. They debunked it oh. on on a show, and they showed that you, if you have been objects debunked. that are what's that? I'm, I'm agreeing with you. It's been debunked. Yeah, well, no, you could have, not uh, necessarily uh, on, a, on a small scale because you could kind of mimic an effect and get something similar or similar effect doesn't automatically debunk what you're looking at. Uh, but it did. It did. It even showed not them. Really? It even me. showed them looking like the Pac-Man with a piece of pie, piece of pizza pie cut out, and but even still, having that mean, strobing effect. All right. But even so, Angel, think of what you would be able to cling to to think that that's actually legitimate or real. I mean, you have to have a decent bar here and say, well, have I found any proof, whether it be from a guy that I respect who's a scientist or a high-level guy that says, no, there's something very strange about this. And it's a great segue into the Moon Hoax show that I wanted to do tonight because when you start going through the data, there's just a lot of stuff from a sensible point of view that doesn't add up. So it gets people asking questions. And what the biggest problem has been with the Moon Hoax is that there aren't a lot of answers. People aren't running to answer these questions. They just want it to go away. That only makes it worse. It only like makes what? this Well, we don't have time. Oh, come on, we got 20 minutes. We can touch on a few things. How can I get started in 20 minutes on my Moonhawk show, Rich? Like you were originally uh, going to get started. 
Okay. You know what we can do? We can introduce the subject tonight. We can start to get rolling. Um, I'm going to put Stan aside. I think you got everything you need for that, Stan. Uh, man, I don't know Stan what to say. But we're going to keep giving you. Not a lot of people want to update you on this one because it is definitely a black spot, but we're going to do it. Okay, moving on to the matter at hand. I've been spending, as you know, I get knee-deep in something, and two weeks later I've watched about 4,000 YouTubers, and I think I know everything about the subject, and then I drop it and move on to something else. That's the way I've always done things. Whether or not it's correct, that's how I learn things. I binge educate, so to speak. Uh, maybe that got me through high school. Don't know. Point is, Moon Hoax always comes back up every few years. Why? Well, as I just pointed out, every year we have to deal with certain questions that just don't make a lot of sense in 2017. And I know Rich is waiting for these questions, but I'm not going to give them to him yet. So he has to wait. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about, first, Stan Romanek. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Stan Romanek was the first man to walk on the moon. Uh, No. Uh, (laughs) And he took his mask off and he says, boo! (laughs) Let's say this is a new topic for you, and we're not going to play rehash. You've heard of the Moon Hoax. Hopefully you've seen that Fox special uh, a number of years ago that was real good. Skinner, who was the host, right? The one that says, did we go to the moon? I I believe that was it. If you YouTube it, it's it's really good. Watch it late night, and it it drags you in. Because either way you slice it... um, the old footage, whether it's real or fake, is, is a lot of fun to watch and get scrutinized. So there are endless amounts of those on the web. If you want to find people that are pulling this stuff apart frame by frame, you're going to find it. And it is fascinating. Some of it is absolute garbage. So what I tried to do first was kind of separate the players for you. And there really aren't that many because, like I said – a lot of people don't want to talk about this subject. It's just like ufology. There's a lot of people that believe that ETs are out there, and a lot of those people believe that they may have been here before us or are still interacting with us on a level we either can't comprehend or can't do anything about, but they sure as hell are not going to own up to it. They don't want to talk about it, etc. And I get that. It's freaking political suicide in so many areas of someone's life professionally so major players let's talk about them for a second now if you want to look up the moon hoax let me save you about 2,000 hours of nonsense cut to the chase who's worth mentioning uh let's just run down this list guys if you want to add jump in i'm going to say if on the conspiracy side this is for people who want to research folks and watch youtube's on people who believe that we did not go to the moon, okay? These are the best resources right away. You're going to want to check out Bill Casing. He's sort of the grandfather of the moon hoax conspiracy, okay? He uh, was a very well-respected guy in aerospace. And if you look up his background, which I don't have handy, uh, not somebody that you would just throw in the garbage by any means. Very well-spoken guy, very knowledgeable. Uh, not a kook. We're not talking about a Stan Romanek kind of thing at all. So some of these players, it's hard to swallow. Again, 
with the quality of the messenger, which we go back to a lot. Next guy on the list, I've had him on the air uh, at least once. I have reached out to him. I haven't heard back from him. Guy by the name of Bart Sabrell. You guys familiar? Maybe? Mm, no? No. 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 You'll know in a sec because I'll explain it to you. Bart Sabrell was the guy who did a, a video. It was a second video. His first video was called The Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon. It's definitely worth watching. Really, really okay. well done, too, because he's yep. a filmmaker and by trade. So he actually didn't just make a, a shitty YouTube. He made a film. Uh, the film did pretty well, and he did another film. And it's called Astronauts Gone Wild, which is more of a reality silly movie. But the access that he gets is pretty entertaining. For instance, the basis of the film, now first, his first film, Funny thing happened on the way to the moon is about the moon hoax, his theories, etc. Second film is about him, uh, get this, running out with a Bible, trying to get Apollo astronauts to swear on the Bible that they went to the moon. Oh, I've seen all that. Okay. So if you remember him now, he got famous because Buzz Aldrin punched him in the face <laughs> in a hotel in Los yep, Angeles one yep, day yep, yep. because he found, couldn't take the guy anymore. Okay, within that nuttiness, and there's a, an entire religious component to Bart Sabrell, which is kind of nauseating. But um, if you can get through that, again, another guy who is pretty damn intelligent and has a handle on a lot of the important questions rather than why is the flag waving. Okay, uh, another guy that'll save you. That'll keep you busy for 40 hours. Bart Sabrell. Okay, watch those two films. You're going to want to watch more, which is the cool part. Still on the conspiracy, uh, conspiracy side, the last guy I'm going to recommend is for all you science buffs. Okay, If you want to get into the nuts and bolts of how they didn't do it, quote-unquote, Jarrah White. I've had this guy on once. He's almost difficult to understand. He's so smart. He's a young guy, too. He's got an interesting background. He's out of Australia. And I think he's sort of the new guard of uh, the torch carrying of the moon hoax. He's done a ton of videos, and he even tried to talk. There's a cool video of him asking Buzz at a press conference for a book signing or something in Australia about why, uh, what his take on, uh, if you all remember, if you don't, that a uh, moon rock that was given to a dignitary, I forgot which country, I don't know if it was Denmark or whatnot, but when when Apollo came home and Buzz and Neil went on their tour of the entire world where they were giving moon rocks and other uh, toys to dignitaries as gifts in a little glass case, apparently this one ended up being analyzed and it was uh, petrified wood. It was not a moon rock. It was a fake. Okay. So he had a question about that. When he asked Buzz, it was a really interesting response and a very sort of uh, sticky moment for everybody. Uh, and he was very respectful. So it's a very cool video to watch because the next day he uh, was written about in the paper and they made it seem as though they had to throw him out. And And if you watch the video, he didn't do anything. He just... He couldn't have been as more respectful, and he didn't push the issue. He just asked the question. So 
it's amazing uh, how they spun that. Okay, Jared White. I've given you three people that will blow your mind as far as the moon hoax. Bart Sabrell, Bill Casing. He's a little dry, but he's the godfather. He's the guy that Bart learned from. And, of course, Jared White. Those three people, if uh, you want, I'll post them in the chat room for you, and uh, you can go ahead. Now, on the other side of the fence, I'm going to make this really easy. Because there's only two people that I really enjoyed listening to for the sensible, I'm going to use sensible side. You know, the, the people who just, of course, believe we went to the moon, right? You saw it on TV. Your dad saw it. He told you about it. Um, everybody was there. There was, uh, what do they say, a million people that worked on the project. So, of course, those people wouldn't have all faked the moon hoax. Uh, two people you want to listen to real quick. I'm going to say Joe Rogan. Why do I bring up Joe Rogan? Uh, and I want Rich to chime in here. But Joe Rogan to me was a very direct, very non, very sensible, sensible uh, way of looking at these facts and coming up with questions that made sense that he wanted answers to. And for some reason, that's something that's sort of uh, frowned upon with this subject because it sounds so ludicrous and ridiculous, right? That, of course, we went to the moon, you know, but it's okay to ask questions. And if you look at Rogan, uh, the difference between him and some of the guys I just mentioned is that he's a guy that sort of can put it into perspective uh, like a guy would, that one of your friends would, if he was knowledgeable and say, here's the deal. Uh, what do you think about that, Rich? Do you agree about yeah, well, Joe? I do. Well, it, when I watch or listen to Joe Rogan experience, you know, his show, um, you can't put him aside and just say, well, here's a regular guy, uh, MMA, you know, a commentator, whatever. You just have to take him seriously because he's done more research than probably the three of us put together on things like this. He grew up, you know, following all this stuff like we do, and he's pretty much our age. So when I look yeah. at him and listen to him, it is like talking to one of my friends. It is like hearing it explained the way I would understand it. And Joe Rogan always did say, and you just said it, what's wrong with asking these questions? Why are people getting so upset when you're just asking questions? There's What's wrong with that? And um, I think Joe Rogan's one of the best when it comes to you know, the moon, Bigfoot, things like that. He's He's a guy who – delves into your into his brain you know ayahuasca he smokes pot he has a um a hyper hyper chamber whatever those things are called um hyperbaric chamber you know he sleeps in those things so he's a guy who experiences he's got a deprivation tank i think thank you deprivation yeah. chamber mm -hmm. yeah which he yeah. just sold or he gave it to gave it away to one of his fans because oh. he's buying a new one yeah they're eight thousand dollars no you can uh I want to go to a do it down the street, but it's like thirty dollars to pop. And he says, when you do it, you really can have an experience outside your body, like you're on drugs. And he would go in there, you know, half hour at a time at his house, and you know, think and just become, you know, one with who knows what nature can give you in your brain. You know, the brain is so complex we know nothing about it and we think we know a lot but we don't but joe rogan uh, that's why i like him he explores everything in all options yeah and, and, and what he did 
And what he did, Rich, was he had on um, uh, Tyson. Uh, you know the oh Neil deGrasse the, Tyson, yeah, the former heavyweight champion Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tyson. yeah. Way to go. You know, I'll, I'll, been... I'll hit you. I'll, I'll eat That'll your be... children. With I'm aliens. Punch the moon. I can break the moon. <laughs> I'll hit your children with aliens and I'll eat them. Okay, I hate Stan Romanek. I hate Stan Romanek. Oh, it's don't. ludicrous. That is ludicrous. I always hated him. That you sound like drunk, uh, weird science kid. <laughs> I hate him. I, I always hated him. him. I hated him. <laughs> I hated him. I was crazy and insane for this ludicrous. little eighth grade bitch. <laughs> Until the band Rush, they blew everything for me. I'm the former heavyweight <laughs> champion of the world. I'm ferocious. I'll eat your children. <laughs> and hey, then I'll send him, I'll send him with UFOs and aliens. He's not Alexander. <laughs> <All right>. Alexander. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, but seriously, Joe Rogan is terrific when it comes to conspiracy land for guys our age and our, and our, what generation. I love about Joe Rogan though is Joe Rogan, like, it's funny because he's very passionate, which is very true. He's passionate about the subject and he goes all out. And then when he realizes sometimes that he, he was wrong, he'll flip it and, goes, and he'll go like all out as hard as he was one way, he'll go the other way. And he'll just he'll completely flip the, you know, the whole thing. Well, that, and, you, know, you raise a great point because I, I have to say I brought up this uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, show because I would like you both to listen to it. Oh, I uh, have. I've listened to it twice. Okay. Well, well, you know what, Rich, when I listen to that show, what I get from uh, Tyson is I really don't want to be bothered with this. I don't want to have to answer these questions because they're silly. Right. And, that's exactly what he but said. That's the answer. That's not an answer. Because he doesn't know the answer. He said the Earth is in a porn shape or pear-shaped. It's pear-shaped, yeah. <laughs> and this is where I I'm a little disappointed because it so seems flat. as though Rogan has, has sort of shifted gears. In fact, I, I just listened to a, a show that he did with Shermer, Michael Shermer from Skeptic yeah. Magazine, and it was like he didn't even talk to him about the moon, and he made fun of aliens. And I was like, where, where did this come from? So it was a little strange to me. Can you clear that up at all, Rich? Do you have any insight into why he did such a flip-flop, perhaps? Well, being a huge Joe Rogan fan and listen to all those shows you're mentioning and then some, I, I think he has to somehow entertain his guests' ideas and you know make them feel comfortable in some ways, which really you have to know something about Joe Rogan. He smokes pot on the show. You know, and they drink on the show. But I don't know. He is a pothead. Yeah. Yes, I'm trying to figure out what's different between our show so far, and we're right, you know, we're right there. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you know, could, I mean, yeah, with all that intelligence, you know, he's just trying to see it both ways. I think he's just trying to buy in to what Shermer's saying and other and DeGrasse is saying, without making a huge argument. I've seen Joe go off on people and have arguments for 30 minutes. Why didn't he just sandbag it with Shermer? It didn't make any sense. I know. It, it is strange. I don't know what I Moody was, was in that day. Back your head? I'm like, dude, this is not Joe fucking Rogan. Do you, you guys remember when uh, a few okay. years ago he was like, you know, schmoozing it out with uh, Georgia Tukalus and you had him on his show and, you know, yep. they were going back and forth uh, of the whole ancient aliens and how, uh, and he even was like on board 100% with, uh, Doug Tease and UFOs being real and, and one thing that I noticed and it kind of happened around the time that, uh, Bill Burns was on this show, Joe Rogan questions everything. 
And uh, he was uh, very mean to Bill Burns. He was very, like, rude and obnoxious to the point that Bill Burns that was never, he was nothing to do with Joe Rogan again. But even when he had, uh, really? I think he had, um, yeah, you can look it up. That's on YouTube, that uh, the video clip. Uh, he also had oh, Steve Bassett it. on. And because of the situation with Bassett, Rogan, I mean, I think Rogan, what happened to him was certain people got in his ear because he was so fanboy, like, you know, pro-ufology and pro-it all being real and the, the government's been lying to us. And I think somebody got in his ear and kind of, like, and chewed him out because, in a sense, Joe Rogan, like. he's like one of the do-boys for the government in a lot of ways, if you look at what, the way he talks. And I think that's kind of what happened. Somebody got in his ear and he kind of had to flip-flop. Now he's flip-flopped. And I think the first step for him, like, proving that he's flip-flopping was that episode with Bill Burns, which completely, I mean, got Bill Burns out of, you know, kind of completely knocked out of left field because he was expecting when he went into this thing to, to have yeah, you know, a pleasant... Yeah, yeah, completely. Like, he was expecting to have a normal conversation with him and talk about, you know, ufology and about, you know, these cases and stuff. And then, you know, he gets completely sucker punched, uh, by, by Joe Rogan with stuff like, well, you know, it's all stories and you're just telling us stories and where's the proof? Where's this? And look, I understand it. And, and even Bill will tell you, there is no 100% concrete proof. In fact, just like everything else, even religion, ufology is based mostly on stories and faith. I mean, that's just, you know, we have to have faith in Theory. the stories being legit. It's like no, a black hole. There's not even theory so much as that. Most of it really is faith because you have to have faith that these people are telling not you a black the truth. Hole, but dark matter, let's say that's a that's a well, they, that's dark much matter. better. Example, that, yeah. Dark matter is theoretical. And, but you, and, and well, yeah, no, but you're like, you, you really, it, it's all faith value because you have to have faith in the storytellers. You got to have faith in the messenger. It's like it's exactly the like quality religion. of the messenger. Correct. It's just it like always religion. goes back to because that's all you're left with at the end of the day, which is why. Some of these guys are blowing me away in the past few years, like Bushman and like Tompkins, like Corso, where I'm just like, why? Or, or you go further, some of the astronauts, why is Gordon mm -hmm. Cooper, unless he lost his mind, perhaps, why is Maybe, Edgar yeah. Mitchell throwing their lineage in the garbage? You know, there's... Uh, well, here's the thing, even with Edgar Mitchell... Edgar Mitchell never came out saying, well, yeah, I saw an alien ship on land where the aliens came out the ship. And, no, he was going off other people's stories as well. No, he, right? he, he said he was briefed he on Roswell. Yeah. He, yeah, he was briefed on Roswell, but by who? By the government, that it was a real... Somebody action. within the government told him. No, he, he didn't say the government itself. He said somebody in the government told him these things are real, and that they were involved in the Roswell incident, and then other people told him stories which collaborated, kind of like the storyline that he heard, and he put together pieces from other stories that he heard over here and over there. And that's how a lot of this stuff gets done. You hear with one person, and then you collaborate with this other person. I, other, this I other get person. that, but if you're a guy like... Look, there's people, I guess, that don't care, but if you're a guy like, you remember Paul Hellyer, who I've had on the program? Yeah, right. Right? Uh, I mean, we're talking about pretty high-level people. You would think that they wouldn't go out on a limb and accept some of this stuff. Leslie Keene, I think she's very good, someone who's doing it correctly, a researcher, in my opinion. Very dry, extremely dry, super sweet, very competent, very much like a Lawrence Wright, okay, mm -hmm. doing going clear. Well, she did. Uh, she did her. Uh, oh man, I forgot the name of her book. It doesn't matter. Hmm. Point is, is that there, there are some people doing it right. Uh, but uh, yeah, going back to Joe Rogan real quick, uh, because I know that you've had some sort of uh, uh, dialogue with him in the past. 
uh, Rich, and, and 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 I hope that one day you can have him on your program. Yeah, is that I don't understand this 180, and it really makes him look, mm-hmm. uh, in in my opinion, pretty shitty, like yeah. a sellout. You're 100 percent yeah. correct. 100 yeah. percent correct because he oh, used to just. Okay, we're all on the same page. Right, but when he was doing that show, Joe Rogan, uh, you know, what is it? Questions everything. Joe Rogan I questions was, um, everything. Yeah. Yeah, he at the end of the show he goes, "I met with crazy people. I met with scientists. I met with nutty scientists." You know, and he's just cutting people down left and right. And yes. that's not the Joe Rogan I grew up with, you know, listening to and watching yes. to. So something happened. Somebody got to him. You, I believe, and that's one thing I'm going to ask him when I get him on. Well, that's not the Joe Rogan from like six months before that, because right. just a few months before he had Georgia Tukulu's on his show, and he was like, "Yeah, man, because I believe you. These aliens came Dude, down. He had ancient times, man. Okay, he was like, he was like sucking on the, he was sucking, he was sucking on the tit of everybody in ufology for a minute there. Jack, honestly, Angel, he was, he was, he was." Buying into the serious stuff. Yes, yes. Now with little alien uh, monster puppet thing. Remember that? Yeah, maybe maybe he forgets a lot of this shit ends up on YouTube, and there's like recorded evidence of him being like this much of a sucker into the whole thing, and then then for him to like flip flop from one day to the next and start attacking people like Bill Burns out of nowhere. If you just take and Bill Burns out of nowhere, which that that, yeah, but this is what pisses me off. Bill Burns out of nowhere got attacked for no reason. You know, well, I see a lot of my, I see a lot of myself in Joe Rogan, and I think what <laughs> may have happened. I do, I do. I, I you do, both you know, would have Bill Burns for no reason. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but I think that he, um, he may have woke up one day and just realized this is all bullshit, and I'm sick of talking about it. And now, you know what? I don't believe in it, and I'm going to start talking like I don't believe in it. Maybe that's so, what happened to him. But then, Richard. The, but the, there, there had to be a trigger. There had to be something that happened. He didn't just wake up like you said. How do you just wake up and say, ah, this is all crap I was so passionate about. Now it's, shit. it's bullshit. Because I mean, you're, you're frustrated about where the subject has gone right. and people's interests. You're not, you, you're not frustrated with the fact that this stuff is real. You're not over that. You, you just I mean, declare it, it this stuff is it legitimate. Can be, the, it can't be bullshit the, because the phenomenon you believe is, is legitimate. You believe in yeah. your videos, right, Rich? I mean, so it can't be bullshit. You you, you know yourself is legit. Sure. I believe so in, but, yeah, two or three of my videos are legit. There's a, yeah. there's a major difference between Rich G and what Joe Rogan is doing now. He has done a 180. He is, he's, he's, uh, he's on the, on the horn there with, with, uh, Tyson, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and basically just hobnobbing with the guy instead well, of saying, that is such a bullshit answer. That is such a whitewash crap answer that you just don't feel like answering because either you don't know or you don't feel like reaching out and saying hey this doesn't make sense when the guy who basically ran Hasselblad can't understand how they took the pictures they took come on this is crazy you should be able to get these kind of answers the problem is it makes the conspiracy tighter it makes it more interesting year by year and unfortunately we're low on time so we can't get to these Really good questions, but if you do your homework for the next show, okay, uh, I think what we want to do is a part two here and actually get granular, as we say here, into what are real legitimate questions that have not been answered, Rich G. Angel. One more thing on Joe Rogan. When he was doing that show, and he talked about this just a few shows ago with somebody, um, they were doing a fight recap show where they – you know, watch MMA yeah. fights and talk about it. Well, anyway, he goes, um, 
you know, when I was doing that show, um, Joe Rogan questions everything, he began to believe that everybody's just crazy. And I think it was that time he was doing the show, flying to other countries, meeting all these credible, supposedly credible people, realizing they're just nuts. The Bigfoot people, the people who build robots, you know, all these people are quirky, weird. And they really he goes just the lowest common denominator. That's the problem. He's not he going to guys that he has access to. He's sure just he going did. to these LCD guys, like, and I'm not making fun of these guys, but you know, you're going to sit in a hotel room with uh, Stuart Swerdlow, who says he can time travel. Well, yeah, you know what's going to come out of that? A lot of silliness. Right, but you when know? he did the show about the moon, you know, he talked to people who were in NASA and things like that, and uh, he thinks that we went to the moon after talking to these people. So I don't know, you know. And at first, he at first he completely was against that. I mean, he thought that we did not go to the moon. Yeah, right. Yeah, I thought that he would. I I think he's he's where a lot of people are. Whether the difference with Rogan is, I think he's got a gift for the gab and be able to break things down to the nuts and bolts very simply. So, like I said, go to YouTube if you're listening to the program. After this, if you're into moon hoax, you should be bubbling if you haven't watched all this stuff because it is really freaking entertaining. Whether or not you mm-hmm. come away with that we went or not, I am still on the fence. How do you like that? After watching 400-plus hours in the past couple of weeks, I am still on the fence, and I'd like to explain why in our part two, part two I am announcing right now, our Moon Hoax show will be coming up next week, although we have a guest, so we're going to do we, it. We can, move the guest to, we can move the guest to uh, the following week of anything. Well, we might have to. This is important yeah. stuff, and I know people are going to be like, we didn't even get to the Moon Hoax. But maybe that will tantalize you to call in. I want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear what your theories are, because here's what I've learned, and I'm going to leave you with this, and then we've got to wrap it up. There are a lot of layers to this onion just like any other conspiracy. However, it doesn't have to be all or nothing what I've learned. There are different ways that this could have been done if it needed to be done, and it didn't have to be an all or nothing. It didn't have to be uh, everyone's involved or nobody's involved, and it didn't have to be, keeping this uh, in mind too, I think I've learned, is that it didn't have to be every single mission. Okay, because one of the biggest problems I've always had with the moon hoaxers uh, hoaxers is, okay, uh, I get the fact that you think that they faked it the first time that uh, they went to the moon. And and one of your big reasons would be uh, nobody usually gets it right on the first time. Okay, that's one (laughs) that's, you know, from a technological standpoint. Yeah, usually trial and error will tell you. Uh, there's enough people that were involved with the creation of the lem that will tell you that it was a lemon and that it was not going to work. It never worked in a simulator, et cetera, et cetera. The point I'm making is I would say this to you, moon hoax people. I have learned a few things, and I will say, why did they fake it if they did so many times? Why would you continue to fake the moon landings after it had already been done? That, to me, and you're talking about, what, six times you had to do it at least? Um, that, to me, sounds preposterous. So I have not yet had a good explanation as to why they would continue this charade. Knowing full well, if you did something like that, you would put yourself into all kinds of danger of being exposed. Um, there are a whole bunch of other problems I have with the moon hoax as a whole. 
But the biggest problem I have with the moon hoax is not being able to get significant people of power to talk about why people are thinking this is a hoax. You're talking about almost I, I forgot the number, but it's close to 30% of people now. We're talking about, you know, millennials and people like that who have grown up just hearing that the moon was hoax that are starting to believe this is a hoax. This is a, uh, you know, it's like these uh, um, Nazi uh, folks, the, the revisionists, they're rewriting the history and they're rewriting the history is that the moon was missions were fake. So, at what point did, did NASA decide we're going to stay away from this topic instead of, hey, we're going to lose a lot of eyes, views, budget, etc. if we're going to let people think that we just let this go? And, and to a certain degree, it turns out that NASA was going to finance a book very similar to the Roswell report, which kind of fell flat, uh, and actually explain how they got to the moon, which I'm sure many of you have heard. Uh, had less technology, the Apollo program, than one of your smartphones right now. Hmm. Now, whether or not that's true is up to speculation, but I will tell you this. Neil deGrasse Tyson did not answer any of these questions. Not one, sir. So, well, how, much, uh, how much of the that moon in your landing... Okay. How much of the moon landing really would Neil deGrasse Tyson... Hey, I was just getting hot. No. I was just getting warmed up, man. I was just getting warmed up. I know I saw that, so I had to cool you off for a second. <laughs> uh, how much would he really know, per se, like, honestly speaking? Who, Neil? Yeah. yeah. No, he doesn't know anything. But the problem I mean, is that... He, 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 doesn't is even he... Know the, he doesn't even know the, like, the planet's like circumference and how, like, what size it is and if it's round or if it's a pear-shaped <laughs> object. He, he has yeah. no idea what he's done yet. Okay, but he's not a dumb person, okay? So no. we will get into why people like him are not going to go near this thing and there's a lot of that that's pretty damn obvious but then you have people that are very well respected in physics and alike like Amichio Kaku mm-hmm. and we can hear his explanation on why he went to the moon okay but then you can come back to these Joe Rogan type questions where it's like okay you know what let's get to uh, you know if you want to listen to a lot of bullshit spin listen to Richard Hoagland debate uh, oh a debate goodness. on hell. I forgot the guy's name. He's got a video too. He's he's pretty kooky, but he's he's pretty knowledgeable in physics. Uh, the guy who who debated Hoagland. But I will tell you, it is the epiphany uh, that I had while listening to this. Not to mention, it was just another oh man, just a reminder about how long winded Hoagland can be. I mean, talk about uh, what's the thing when people. Uh, stand in front of Congress and uh, and 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 try to to snuff a bill, you know, where they they sit there and they keep talking. Uh, lobby, lobbyists. I don't, no, they, no, they, they hijack it. They hijack <laughs> it. Yeah, no. the name, or the term for or, it. Right? Yeah, the, the term is called. Oh, I forgot it. Filibustering. <laughs> Filibustering. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And so he does these filibuster-type answers. Well, that's a very complicated answer. And it's like, oh, my goodness, really? We want to know why, Richard, that you can take a picture of a license plate from orbit of somebody's car, supposedly, but you can't get a decent picture of any of the fucking shit you left on the moon. That's a complicated answer? I don't get it. 
So there's because you these, see there's swamp gas coming from Uranus that hits the lunar surface. That's a fucking question that Rogan would propose, and he would say it just like that, right, Rich? Where he'd just be like, why the fuck can't we get a picture of that shit? He has, yeah. And then so they show Clementine stuff, right? And they'll say, well, we got the Clementine there. Well, first of all, Clementine's weird anyway. Because it didn't even go with NASA, it wasn't even it was a it was a covert project from the NSA, and it was to map the entire moon. Why we don't know some clandestine bullshit reason, right? Probably something much more interesting than what NASA was doing. But the point is, is that at that point you would think that they, they would have stellar photographs of the they, rover and of the landing sites, and if you look at the photographs that were provided. It is absolutely preposterous. It's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, they had high-definition cameras back then. They even talked about it. There are pictures that are so clear. It's it's high-def. They, they even said they had high-def cameras back then. But we don't uh, get to see those. Well, the, but the problem is it would be easy for NASA if this occurred, if just like it was said and proposed to the public how it went down, uh, it would be easy easy to provide these kind of things not to mention the entire telemetry data for the entire apollo program has been lost in the past few years it's gone now keep in mind the telemetry data is going to tell you exactly where the spacecraft was what it did where it went to a t you can't bullshit okay i guess you probably can but they didn't even try to do that they lost it all now how the fuck do you lose the most remarkable science initiative in the history of mankind. <laughs> and you lose all the fucking data? You're telling me that's not in a safe somewhere at the Smithsonian or something like that? And you know, these are the kind of things you're going to hear with some of these YouTube questions. These are good questions to ask. And I will say there's one gentleman, if you're saying, hey, Jess, you're getting into crazy land here. You're going down a rabbit hole and you've got to fucking chill. Well, maybe so. Maybe so, you know, maybe I'm sick of this Wilcox stuff and I'd rather turn to these nutballs. But you know what? They have some good questions. And if you could answer those questions, I'd be fine. So go ahead and check out a guy named Phil Platt. OK. Uh, Rich G, you're familiar or no? Yeah, I'm familiar. I just assume you are with these people. Oh, that uh, I am. Yeah. Now, Phil Platt is a very well-respected astronomer. OK. This is a very smart guy, no doubt, knows his stuff, knows physics, knows astronomy. I still can't get, after watching over four hours of this guy, if not more, a straight answer on some of the, the simple things that I just described. He just, was on Joe Rogan, too. Well, you know, actually, I, I hadn't seen him on Rogan. I'd seen him do a mock sort of comical style debate on Gillette's podcast where um, – it was a like four part video with Rogan versus Platt and uh, Gillette. Sort of, it's his show, Gillette. Oh, okay. I thought it was Joe Rogan's show. Okay. Yeah, and I think it. You know, the thing is, if all else fails, kind of just have fun and laugh, and that seems <laughs> really kind of, uh, you know, kind of smooth over things that just don't make a lot of fucking sense. I'll give you another quick one because we're running low on time. You watch the Apollo press conference. Okay, the famous Apollo press conference, when these guys came back, the American heroes, they've done nothing, they've done something that no one's ever done before, yada, yada, yada. 
you have never seen such a group of depressed people in your life. Now, some would say they're exhausted. Yeah, I get that. There isn't a smile to be had. These guys are tight-lipped as possible, and they don't even look like they know what they're talking about sometimes. It's very strange. It smells. It smells like, like bad garbage sometimes during this thing where you're like, what the fuck is going on? And it's weird, okay? So put that in your pipe and smoke it. I want you to think about these items because I've done my homework, so why don't you do yours? And we will reconvene for a moon hoax where we might have a surprise guest, by the way. Not just uh, Rich G, who's terrific, by the way. But we cheered you up a little bit tonight. Yeah, you did. Well, that's what, you know, that's what friends are for. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> the thing about the moon, there are uh, there are videos ahead, out there where they show the uh, the astronauts practicing how to move in their suits underwater. All these things on fake surfaces with harnesses and all this shit. I think that practice in the Arctic. Yeah, but I think. They used some of that video, got in with the real video, and they nobody ever knew we would have the internet back then. Nobody knew there would be, uh, you know, YouTube and things like that to put all this together and have people coming out now and proving it's fake or real or whatever. I think that they used these training videos and mixed them in with the real videos because they didn't have enough video. Uh, you know, along the ride to the moon or whatever. So I think even though there is fake, you know, video out there of them practicing, I think they mixed it in to show that we did more than what we really did on the moon and what maybe the alternative, um, you know, the secret mission to the moon to meet up with the aliens. Maybe. Well, I, Who knows? Well, I got, I, I got, I got an answer on, on a lie just Okay, now. Mike Tyson. What do you got? What do you got, Tyson? <laughs> Well, let me tell you, Robin Givens, she came over to one of my fights, right? No, seriously. <laughs> uh, no, I, I literally just right now, I'm looking at NASA's website, and I caught uh, them on a lie with the moon, involving the moon, speaking of the moon. Please explain. Please explain. Right, go to your Skype chat right now, the, the, the Skype call we're in. All right, I dropped the link in there. You guys I'm there. That. I, I see you, it. See, you see the, uh, the that's private chat or the personal chat? No, the personal chat where we're, we're in. Well, actually, I dropped it in both places, uh, the PSN chat and in our chat. I'm in the PSN. I just clicked on it. From a million right, you see, you, Yeah, you see the uh, the Earth there and the moon real tiny, right? Now, doesn't that, first of all, doesn't that look very CGI to you? Like, doesn't that look hokey? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. But supposedly NASA is playing this off as, this is a legitimate picture of the Earth and the moon. This is legit. This is animation taken from days and days and days, priced together. Legitimate, right? Look at the size of the moon. Look at the size of the the Earth, right? Now take a look at this other uh-huh. picture. Also, supposedly a legitimate picture of the Earth and the moon, okay. right? Look at the difference. No. Look, look how far away the Earth looks in this one. Okay. Now on both pictures, don't you guys notice one major contributing factor on both of them that looks almost identical? The clouds they, don't move. Well, besides that. They both look like they're super photoshopped. Oh yeah. Uh, well, sure. They're definitely touched. I mean, look, we're we're not we're not going to to try to nitpick certain things. I'll give them credit on certain things, and and 
the theory that that Rich G just kind of pointed towards as a as a possible is kind of where Hoagland lies, except Hoagland goes into crazy land. And what Hoagland says is some of the shadowing inconsistencies that you've all heard mm -hmm. about, you've seen, aren't because they faked it, aren't because they were on a sound stage. No, 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 no. It was because the light was reflecting off of the hidden structures that they never showed, the glass-like buildings, the, the crazy town that he goes into hmm. on, on what the moon really represents and what's really there. So that's his theory, is that, yes, they did fake some of this stuff and intertwine it, and some of these pictures were set up, whether it be in uh, Nellis uh, range or such. Uh, it's easy to fake these right outside uh, Rich G's door in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Some of these, you know, if you set it up right. With oh, the right well, part. if you if you believe uh, some of the lore and mythology behind this whole thing, Stanley Kubrick was supposedly involved in faking some of this stuff. Now, yeah. I don't believe that personally because I do think we went to the moon, uh, or we tried to go to the moon anyway, and we did something up there, and then there, well, there was there's one more guy. Well, the, there's one more guy I want to bring up, and again, it comes down to quality of the messenger, who you like to, who you decide to believe, uh, and unfor that's the unfortunate part, is right. because you can't get a straight answer, and as you know, NASA, NASA never a straight yeah. answer. It, it yes. really is fucking true, right? It and is. that sounds like a Joe Rogan, the old Rogan thing to say, not the new Rogan. He'd be like, oh, oh that's guy, oh, that's kind of silly, <laughs> you know. It's like, no, it's not silly if it hasn't been answered. To the point where I have nothing left to ask, then it's not silly. Because the last thing we should be doing is questioning whether or not we landed on the fucking moon in 2017. That is so disappointing. And I would be the first, after 400 hours plus of watching this shit, to tell you that, you know what? I've looked into it, guys. There's nothing there. These questions have been asked and answered a hundred ways from Sunday. It's just not true. It's just not true. And sure as shit, there are guys within Apollo that were outspoken, people that I did not know about, that have disappeared, okay, because of their criticism about how the program was going, how dysfunctional it was, how it, there was no possible way they would succeed, okay? Now, I know we're getting low on time here, but we have to think about something. If you're going to go out to the entire planet, over, over on time, whatever, we, whichever. And you're going to try something <laughs> to this of this magnitude. The, the first thing you usually have is a backup plan, right? You're going to put on a show. You're going to do anything, whether you get your gear ready, right? When I used to play my, my, my in my bands and I'd have my pedals and everything. But I always knew if, in case that thing fries, I'm going to pull that cord out and I'm going to throw it in here, right? So I'm going to hardwire the thing. What do I got to do? But I gotta have a backup plan because sure as shit, something always goes wrong. If you've been part of any production, you will know that. Something always goes wrong and will. It's guaranteed. It's the only thing that's guaranteed on a production set. So you're telling me that these guys, with everything we know, that this thing was going in the shitter, that people were absolutely blown away how badly dysfunctional this was. It didn't work in simulation. These guys were going to die. There's no way this is going to work. We're going to look like a fiasco. Keep in mind the Russians were ten times further ahead of us in the space race. To this day, 2017, how many men have walked on the moon from Russia? 
Zero. Right. And how many reasons do we have? Zero. <laughs> That's Comrade. Comrade, I, I beg to tell you one thing, though. Zero that we know of, but how many have actually done it that we don't know of? I'll talk to Wilcox, and there's, you know, or, or talk to John Lear. <laughs> uh, there's there's a, a whole chain of uh, Taco Bells up there. Yeah, there were they. Yeah. I believe that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, me and Bob. We used to make, go out make, on the nights. around for the border. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh, look, I'm not trying to pitch. I'm not trying to convince you of anything else out there, kids, except the following. It sounds crazy. Taco Bell rules. Oh, but sorry. remember the old Joe Rogan. OK, if you like that, Joe, who I loved, I really did. I'm like rich. I really I, I I'm from Queens, New York. I really had a uh, uh, I related to him. It felt like he was one of my friends. He could have been, you know, uh, Vinnie Ferragamo, a friend of mine, Chris Ferragamo. Right, Michael Tuzzo, Joey Ferrone, Richie Rizzo, Joe Michael. Mantovi. <laughs> These are guys I grew up with. Okay? That, that Johnny Gonzalez. Yeah. I shouldn't this guy's last names, but they don't listen to the show. The point is, and as Alberto Sanchez, the- yeah, Alberto Sanchez is a good guy. Hey, name. shut up, Mike. The point is, <laughs> is that, <laughs> point is that I miss the old Joe. And I want you to think about the moon to this week, this whole week. Put ufology aside. It's nauseating right now. Let's go back to the, the some of the things that were right out in front of your face the whole time. Let's. You know how they say, uh, Rich, that if uh, one case out of a hundred of ufology is correct, then you know it was all worth it, and that mm-hmm. makes it all exact. Well, that's how I look at this a little bit. Where it's like, you know, let's say your theory was was exactly on the money, and and might be. Let's say, you know, they intertwined some of this, this footage that they did here and, uh, you know, maybe they use that as backup, right? If that's true, that needs to be fucking exposed. That needs to be told. We have a right to know that and I'd like to know that because it would solve a lot of issues. And at this point, the moon hoax ain't going away. I can tell you right now, you can watch all this information. If you come away with the fact that you think there's nothing to this. There's two answers. Either A, you have no creative mind whatsoever. You're like some sort of cyborg where you can't have a sort of creative thought in your body and you only know what you read and you trust what you see. Or B, you're scared shitless. You're scared to look into this just like ufology because you know it's political suicide and nobody in politics is ever going to near the fact that maybe we didn't go to the moon or we did some shady shit surrounding it. That is off limits. So take that. Yep. Think about it. Next, next week, part two, I'm going to come up and go ahead, Rich. You have something to add? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, you know, no? we always talk about the millennials and, you know, the younger kids. But I talked to my dad about some things and not to change subjects, but just to let you know um, how he thinks and how old people his age think. I talked to my dad about 9-11. I said, do you think the towers were brought down by demolition? He goes, oh, God, yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh, you think the government had something to do with it? I'm like, did you do any research? Oh, I don't have to. Okay, same conversation about the moon. Dad, did we go to the moon? Yeah, we went to the moon. We, are you sure we went to the moon? Hey, Richard, are you going to talk normal? You know, like, he thinks I'm crazy. 
looking sure. into this stuff, and he doesn't do any fucking research on it at all. Well, because he he's been conditioned. He he's conditioned by the media to believe one thing, and that's it. That's the answer. You know, this is uh, it gets uh, to what they're talking about now a lot with fake news. People are conditioned by fake news. And we, and then we find out later on, uh, yeah, we were lied to the whole time. It was all bullshit. But, you know, at the time they were feeding us like it was, you know, like the real thing. Like, hey, we went into war, uh, in Iraq, right? Because supposedly they had weapons of mass destruction. Well, we went in, came out, uh, no weapons of mass destruction. But they were reporting that shit like it was real. Right? Turns out to be fake. Right, but Jesse's Look. pleading. Do the research. Look into it yourself. Don't take our word for it. Do the right. research. But nobody wants to. That, well, that's well, just laziness. That's all. I, I think there's a fear element here, and I get it. I get it, and I think this may have been what happened to Joe Rogan. I mean, I, I'm, I'm only with, calling yeah, him out Joe, yeah, I, I loved that, yeah. him so much. Yeah, I agree with that. You I know, this is really. Fear. I don't think it's fear. You I don't think what? it's. I don't think it's a fear factor at all that they're afraid it's of looking fear factor. It. I just <laughs> well, you know good, what? Good, I'd love good, to have Joe Rogan on, and and I'd love to ask Joe and say, who was it? Because I know it wasn't DeGrice Tyson. Who was it that convinced you that the reason, or who who was it that gave you the answer of your question of everyone's question that questions whether or not we went, which is that it's 2017. The first thing you do with a new technology is usually you repeat it, you refine it. You don't throw it in the garbage, okay? Nobody believes uh, – well, plenty of people believe it, but a lot of people do not believe that the reason we didn't go back to the moon ever again, folks, post-Apollo, was because – is because nobody was interested. There's nothing there. Hence, we decided to scrap it. That's kind of the official reason at this point, which is absolutely ludicrous. There is no one in their right mind who should be accepting that as a viable answer. However, I have to revert to option two. Who is going to throw their tenure in the garbage like Mr. Dr. Mack over at Harvard with abduction and say, I support this. I don't think we went to the moon or I don't know if we went to the moon. I'm not saying we didn't go, but I, you got to answer these questions. This is crazy. Okay, there's not a lot of people who are going to have the balls to do that. So you got to look to these other folks, like a Sabrell, where you're like, the guy's just passionate. He did the homework. He started digging and said, this thing smells. like, And then he spoke to experts, and it smelled worse. And this is the weird part of this story, is that it should be really easy. Hey, guys, we got something called the Hubble Telescope. Okay, The Hubble Telescope takes pictures of galaxies and black holes and things that are 40 million miles away and we can't take a picture of the fucking lunar lander and get me a high dev picture of it well no that's 2017 that... give me a goddamn picture yeah but the technology this is this is where i kind of get nerdy on you uh, for a second the technology with the hubble you really can't do it because it's it's built for long-range detection right. of objects, no, not short-range. If they would try to focus it like, on the moon, it looked like a giant blur of whiteness. Like, it's you, true. Way, it's, yeah. it's, you're right. It might not be perfected for that. Guys, we have the ISS. We have plenty of gadgetry, of technology that could have set this thing to rest. Now, I get that NASA would probably say, this is just like the stuff on Mars, by the way, Sedonia. 
We kept going back there. Malin kept saying they didn't want to take pictures of it because it wasn't of importance. Everybody saw that there was some sort of strangeness in that region. There looked to be pyramid-like features to some of the rock formations. There seemed to be some sort of synergy in where their placement was. And every single fucking time we would send surveyors up there, the guy in charge of photography, Malin Sciences, would say, no, we, we're not going to do it. Or they would release something that didn't resemble anything that you saw in Voyager whatsoever. And they didn't dig. They didn't get granular. They avoided it. And they are still avoiding Sidonia. You don't hear about it. You don't hear about it with the rovers. Did they land any rovers near Sidonia? No. Not that we know of, yeah. So this is what I'm talking about, is that these should be easy answers if they want to answer them. And if they don't want to answer them, then it's got to fall into one of those two categories. It's got to. There is no other category. What would be the other reason? You know, I mean, they already have the photo evidence they need, and they're not sharing it with us. Well, and 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 that that could be entirely true. But now we're talking about a whole bunch of stuff. So we got to back to the moon, right? So if we come back to the moon, we can get very granular with the kind of questions that we have. I I keep calling them calling them the Joe Rogan style questions, but it's true. These are the kind of questions that we, we can make them very simple. And there's a lot of that stuff out there. Now, if you want to get real crazy tech, go to J.R. White or another guy. I got another great one for you. A guy by the name of Marcus Allen, who is the editor-in-chief of Nexus magazine. Uh, Now, Nexus is a pretty cool magazine. Uh, It's been around for a long time, much longer than these new age tech. But Marcus Allen, uh, everything goes better when it's got an English accent as far as being able to digest it as possible proof. But... This guy is really good, and he'll go into detail about Hasselblad. He'll go into detail about photographs, inconsistencies, etc. Pre-internet and post-internet. So check him out. Tell me he's full of shit. Call back up and be angry. How dare you? I've had those shows. It's crazy. It keeps jabbing me in the kidney every couple of years. What the fuck is the deal? I figured we'd go back. Did you guys, does anybody know that there was an article that came across my desk the other day? Uh, did we know that China put a rover on the moon recently? Did yeah. anybody know that? I, yeah, last well, year. Guess I just saw an article that said they can't find any remnants of anything that's landed on the moon. Well, they didn't land near where we went. That's why. They landed like on almost on the other side of where it's lit up. But we landed a bunch of different places on the moon, Rich. We have yeah. multiple things on the moon. But but what happened is once the rover landed after five or six hours, it shut down. So they weren't able to but do anything. Should, with me that this should just just the artifacts alone that should be a no brainer. And the get, artifacts granted, are there. No, they're not. You don't have good pictures of those. Send them to send me the links. There are. I'll I'll pull them up. I'll send them to you because there's a researcher that looks at the moon. You can go to I think it's a Google Moon or something like that, and you go on there and I'll get you the coordinates. I'll get you the link and I'll show you. It shows you the pictures from space. This will really help. This this yeah. You you can see the tracks of the the where they went and everything on their little go kart and all that stuff. Okay. Well, uh, again, I'm not looking for tracks. I'm looking no, for no. Tracks, and I'm not looking for, you know, 10 million miles away where it's easy to come up with a stupid picture. I'm I'm looking for 
a real fucking picture like yeah. I, I should be able to see at this point with the amount of tech we have up there. Yeah, it's an overhead shot. Because I'll give you, okay, the, the Hubble is not going to work. Okay, what about all the stuff going there? What about the Chinese that were sending the rover there? That They had to map the moon too. I mean, this is not a new place for us. This is an old friend. Obviously, we've been kept in the dark about a lot of things regarding the moon. And it's really kind of annoying because we talk about stars and inhabitable planets and things that are very, very far away. And then we have this thing that we look at in the night sky all the time that we've decided to discard that helps keep our planet the way it is. It's a very important piece of gear, piece of technology, whatever you want to believe it is. If you talk to Ike, it's a satellite. It's not even, you know, it's artificial. So there's but, plenty of stuff about the moon that doesn't make a lot of sense, especially the fact that no one's doing anything up there in 2017. That's a, that's a joke. Unless we can't get there. Unless we don't have the technology right now to get past that Van Allen belt, get back on the moon, and do all these things that they had planned after Apollo, that Von Braun had helped with and other people. They had bases planned, and they had structures. Keep in mind, obviously, there are a hundred reasons why you'd want to build a station on the moon. But no, you're telling me that we just threw that in the garbage and decided to go with ISS and, and, and space shuttle? It doesn't make sense, Rich. It doesn't make sense, Angel. These are the kind of questions I want to talk about in the next show. Moon Hoax Show, part two. And I've got a guest that I hope is going to join us. Uh, I'm going to keep that as a mystery because I don't want to disappoint anybody. But I think you can see from listening to just this 20 minutes of preamble that I happen to be very knowledgeable on the subject. I've done my homework, and I would like some folks to think about this. This is something we can look at every night, just about, in different varieties and different ways. Of course, we don't see one side of it, right? which is strange in itself, that we're cut off to an entire side of this thing. It's the only moon that does that in the whole solar system. Yeah, bring, that up, bring that up again, Rich, please. Bring that up. Well, it's the only it's moon the- that has one side facing its core planet that rotates That's around. Right. We never get to see there's a dark side of the moon. We never get to see it. It doesn't rotate that way. For whatever reason, yep. the sure. Earth has the only moon that does it. And the Earth's moon is ridiculously huge than any other planet's moons. Ridiculously Yes. Yes. So it's so big, it doesn't make sense. It, it does, they don't even know how it's even in that orbit. It almost seems as though there should be some sort of uh, website where you could type in any question. Why haven't we gone back to the moon uh, since uh, 1972 or whatever it was? And up will come the official answer. Why is it that our moon does not rotate uh, and in, in, in a correct orbit like the other moons of other planets. That, what is the official answer? And I'm sure a lot of these answers exist officially, and sometimes you're just appalled with the answers because it's such a whitewash that you're just – this is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I will leave you with one final thought. It's really interesting when you can just look in your own backyard and see how many mysteries exist. If you grow a plant, you're going to learn a lot of stuff. I recently have uh, I've gotten into gardening a little bit. Yeah, and... you have. <laughs> Wait, what? What's up? Oh, what's I'm the mute. 
Oh, I thought I was muted. Oh, my bad. <laughs> well, why don't you? Well, why don't you fucking mute yourself for a second? All right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, the point. By is the, that by the, by the, the way, real quick, real quick, real quick. Um, uh, speaking of Pluto and uh, speaking of uh, the moon and all and stuff, uh, you realize that our moon is actually larger than Pluto. Our moon. No, I didn't know that. I did not know that. It's one of there's uh in our solar system there's it's one of uh, I don't know how many exactly but there's only a few of them, a uh, few moons on our solar system that are actually larger than the planet Pluto or planetoid Pluto. So technically, our moon it should be classified as a planetoid, not a moon. <laughs> wow. That's a really good point. And and again, these are these are great. Why didn't any of these come up? With uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I mean, talking about a horrible show. Because I am smarter than Mr. Tyson. That's what I'm telling you. So right disappointed. I swear, I never, I almost broke a, a dish while I was washing it. I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing that the people who pay for these things, you and I, uh, can't find out direct answers. And if you do, the it just goes right back to ufology kids because what do you what happens if you ask somebody about the moon and and and, and question some of these things we just talked about they laugh at you that's what that's what a mainstream person will do they will laugh at you right in your face like a rude sob motherfucker they will just <laughs> no no sir ego is something you got to throw out at the door when you're trying to find truths so you know we're going to keep digging uh, I want to hear what you have to say about the moon because I'm telling you the next show I'm going to start bringing out these questions and if you have the balls to call in and tell me you have so many answers Rich just said he's got a high res uh, imagery for me of uh, what was left on the moon I, I'm looking forward to seeing that so I can say well I can cross that off my list and I'd like to see more now granted the conspiracy guys will always come up with something too kids they'll say well those guys planted that stuff there uh, now you're reaching I would have to have a significant proof of that. But if I get these images, I look at them, I would really be impressed. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, with that in mind, I think we got to wrap it up, gentlemen. Any parting thoughts for anybody out there? No. Rich? Do you want to plug anything? No. No. I don't even have anything to fucking. Yeah, I got my show on Sunday right here yeah, on PSN yeah. Radio at. 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on PSN Radio, The Rich Giordano Show. Next week, I'm going to be talking about Nostradamus and stuff like that, and also time travel, why I think it really doesn't exist, or never will. Are you going to have Andy B. on? No, it's just me. (laughs) 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 When have I got an exclusive with Stanley Romanek? I may get that one from prison. Dude. You know who's going to get that? Somebody like Carrie Cassidy will get that or something. Oprah. Oprah. <laughs> the conversation will start like, Mr. Romanek, how are they treating you in prison? And he's going to be like, well, they're treating me so well. They're very nice now. Uh, hey, where's that going? I have no idea where that's going. I don't even want to know where that's going. But I will say this. One of you is like, hey, you know, uh, you know, Romanek, at first Jared from Subway. Uh-huh. Who I was a big fan. I was a big fan of. Yeah, he's, and, he's a classy, a class actor guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, that's what's creepy about this stuff. When you see, you know, who actually does this crazy stuff? Who would have thought a guy like Jared? But there he is doing these. Well, I've been saying it about Stan the whole time. That you thought he was a pedophile? 
Well, that he was gay, but <laughs> what? That's, yeah, <laughs> he's. Oh come on, uh, you know, Rich. That uh, it's the end of the show. He's just starting to perk Wait, up. Don't you remember my? Don't you remember my Who's Gay in Ufology show? Oh man, I love that show. Stan Romanek was gay. I could have a whole show about uh, some of my favorite Rich G shows. I think I did that show once when I first had John. Yeah, I think we There's did the, talk about that. When I told you you did, because uh, now I'll get into it. Don't get me started. There's a lot of good ones. Um, and I'm looking forward to a lot of good uh, good ones in the future, my friend. Uh, so Last keep, your, keep your chin up, please. I'm keeping my chin up and my ass keep down. Keep your fucking chin up. Because you know what? You never know when that uh, serious satellite radio show is going to come calling. Yeah, according to a psychic I met again after 28 years, Saw her again about a week or so ago. Says that something big is coming my way. Yeah, it's it's uh, the uh, Anunnaki. It's Planet X. God, I hope I hope so. Even though I don't think it's there, I hope it is. <laughs> That's the thing. At this point, guys, uh, the place is going to the shitter on so many levels, and the propaganda is so thick. Where you're getting beat down daily, but this is blowing up, and this is Fukushima, and the dams going, and global warming, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Man, do you really blame people for buying into Wilcox and the gang and going, "Hey, happy, happy over here"? You can have all the answers. It's still scary, but don't worry, we'll get you through it. Oh, you know, that I just reminds- I don't blame people. At some, how much can you fucking take? How much is can Jay- you take? Is James Gilliland on the Skywatcher show coming up soon, Jackal? Angel, whatever. Man, I, look, we booked James Gilliland a while back, like three months ago, and uh, he was supposed to be on with us, and he was never um, uh, heard from again. Like, I don't know what happened. I tried contacting him, and I couldn't get a hold of him. So I, like, I kept pushing that show forward until I, I was able to get a hold of him. Mm-hmm. And at this point, i kind of given up. I don't know yeah, what the hell happened, because, uh, you know. He was one of those guys that had the Gilliland Ranch where people would come down right. and they'd, That's they'd right here sing in my backyard. songs. Oh, my God. They would sing songs to the aliens. And, of course, he would know when the uh, satellites would come by and blow yeah. up. And so there's one, hey, hallelujah, hallelujah. And then they'd <laughs> sing and then it would go out and they'd clap. Yeah. I'm serious. I, That's what I remember you. I'm at a UFO conference, Rich, and somebody walks over to me. There's James. Oh. And he said, I said, what do you think about, uh, James, you know, cause, uh, he kinda, he's kind of a little weird, you know. And, and he kinda looks like Father <laughs> Murphy, you know. And he, and he, he's real, he's real quiet and very kind of almost monkish, where, mm-hmm. you know, kinda walks around sort of almost giving you the two-handed little bow thing. And he was wearing like almost a white sort of, uh, Pleiadian outfit. Very, you know, maybe he got at the gap or something. I don't know. But here's the thing. Is that the guy said, well, dude, man, uh, and it was a chick. It was a chick. And she said, hey, man, uh, I think he's legitimate because my, my camcorder battery died. And I told him, and he took he told me to take it out, and he held it. And I plugged it back in, and it was fully charged. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I my swear God. God. I swear to God. These kind of stories, you can't make this shit up. <laughs> Listen, I got to go. The show has got to go because somebody's on deck probably screaming. You know, you never know at the PSN studios. There's probably some heroin addict that's coming on next. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I know, right? This is good. Ouch. Ouch. Hey, Jeez. come on. Where else would I, where else, who would have my potty mouth on, 
on the air not, commercial not all for that two and a half bad. fucking hours. I think this one's hey, so, man, real, you know real quick. Indulge me in this. There's a caller who's trying to get in, and okay. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the chance. Uh, here, I'm gonna call <laughs> him back. There's always a caller trying to get. We never have callers. The guy tries to get in. We don't even take the fucking call. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, no, but the thing is, it's Skype is Hello. giving us issues and won't allow us to take the call. So, so caller six. Six three six. This is Euphonic Radio. You're live on the air. Sorry we couldn't get to you earlier. Skype is being a bitch tonight, but you're live on on Euphonic Radio. I love it, man. I love it. Hey, this is this is Jeff talk? from Festus. Is this is Jeff from Festus. I called last night. Gave Rich props. Give you props too, Jesse. Thanks, Rich. It's been a great, it's been a great show. You guys gonna make this yeah, a four-hour show? Yeah. What's your thoughts on the move, man? What were you calling in about? Was there something that struck you as, hey, I want to give my two cents, or were you just calling to, to say, hey, I dig the show? Just call and say, hey, I dig the show, man. And Jesse, uh, uh, sir, I'm, I'm glad you're back on, on live, man. I love the live shows. And, uh, Rich. Yeah. Rich, you still there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, man. <laughs> we hope so. This is Jeff from Festus. I called last night. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm actually in I'm actually in the in the St. Louis area, six three six down here. It would have been better if you just would have left it off after you like you're like, hey, uh, Rich, you there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good, you're there. Good. You just would have left it right there. <laughs> would have better comedic timing hey, than the rest Je- of the hey, all that. <laughs> hey Jeff, I want to talk yeah, to the, I want to talk to the caller. Hey brother. Hey, let me ask you something. Uh, have you been listening to PSN for a long time, or is this something new to you? Uh, something pretty new. Maybe l- probably less than a year. Oh, rock on. What brought you over to PSN? What's that? What brought him over to PSN? Yeah, well, how would you find the station? Uh, I think I was listening. I heard Angel and uh, some of the other cohorts on on dark matter, and I think it they led that led me to like I think Inception, and then I over here to the PSN. I like to, yeah, that's I like kind of the evolution. You go from like bullshit radio over to people who are actually talking some sense. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's good. Go, I, 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 cool, cool. I'll let you guys <laughs> go, man. How 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 much longer are you gonna broadcast tonight? Tonight, well, I'm going to try to end this because uh, if I actually got the show started, which is what it was supposed to be, kids, is that me and Rich G were going to go through some of this malarkey together and try to come up with some solutions or at least look at some of the questions that I think are legitimate, the post-Joe Rogan sellout questions that I think he tapped into, other folks. And I wanted to get people's opinions like yourself saying, hey, is, am I just afraid to talk about this because I look like an asshole? Which I totally understand, okay? I'm not telling you you should be bringing this up at a cocktail party because I've done that in the past. It sucks. Don't ever do it. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Don't be that guy. Yeah. Just tell people you, you, you believe we went there and, and aliens are bullshit and uh, <laughs> God is the shit. I, I mean, seriously, because it makes your life that much easier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, man. You know, I'll, it, it I'll, just, I'll be glad to hear part two next week. It's going to blow your mind. I mean, I'm, I seriously haven't even done a fucking download yet, Jeff. I, I, I can't wait for you to, to call in next week. Call in, okay? All right, man. I'll try. You guys, hey, bud, thanks for calling. Hey, hey, okay. Go ahead. Night. Go ahead. Bye. Go ahead.
Okay, we lost. Yeah, we're on at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time every Monday night. We should kind of tell people two things we got to change is that we got to be able to actually take the calls. And, you know, we were able to do that this show. That was good. We're making progress here. Yeah, um, I, don't what, what's up with, I don't know what's up with, I don't know what's up with Skype. It, for some reason, it does it. It's like once in a while, it won't allow us to, like, accept the call. So I have to call them and bring them in. I don't know. But Dark Matter, you you know the big shots use Skype over Dark Matter. What, what the what the fuck? They take no, they're having they're, ha- they're having no no. Everybody's having the same issue with Skype. Even they are. Ah, okay. Even the big yeah. shot. Yeah. Okay. Everybody. Well, everybody has it. I want to thank Jeff for calling. I want to thank Rich G for being on the show. I want to thank Angel for having this forum where we get to gather and spew and talk and get angry together and sometimes cheer each other up. I know I've had a bad couple of weeks. And I appreciate the help and support from some of you out there. You know who you are. For everybody else listening, Moon Hoax Show Part 2. Don't miss it. It's going to be good. It's going to be gala. I'm going to get some good people on. If I have to call Jaron Australia, I'll call him because he is kind of the shit on this topic. It's just a pain in the ass with the time zones, and we got to keep him up. But he's a young kid. Hopefully, he'll do it. Everybody else, watch these YouTube videos. Rewind this podcast and go through that list that I gave you of people. If you stick to that hit list, you're going to be ready for Moon Show hoax. Did we go? We're not. Keith Morrison style. Next week, next Monday night, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for all of you kids out there that want to talk Moon Hoax. Tune in. For everyone else listening... Thanks for listening. Thanks for being part of the network. Wherever you found us, however you found us, we're always going to tell you the way we really feel and think. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you next week. This is Jesse Randolph, the angel of ufology, Rich G, everybody else, Euphonaut Radio. We'll talk to you next Monday.